Hey, yo, Flip. Yo. I'm going to put you on some fire, man. They got this new bed wash company. They got the lotion and the, the everything. What's their name? They got a recovery room. It's What's out- the name? Maestro's, Maestro's Classic. G-Money's up front. I'll put, put you, you on, put you on. Man, yeah, I'll put you on the you Maestro's, sure? man. You forgot the way I brought you? You forgot where I brought oh, you up there? Oh, man. You forgot? You forgot man. about Ghost? Right, right. Who is what's his name? Ghost. You know who he cool, man. Ghost <laughs> is cool, man. Yo, make sure you get your Maestro's Classic Bed Care products yes. today at Target, CVS, mm-hmm. or go on maestrosclassic.com and use the promo code QUEENSFLIP to get 10% off. 10%? That's it? I thought, you, I thought it was free if you put your... Are you crazy? All right, all right. Make sure you go there today. Log on. Maestros with an S dot com. I'm from Queens. G-Money! Yo. What's up, man? What's good? What's good? How you feeling? I'm all right, man. I'm chilling, man. How you, how you doing, man? It's cooling, man. Fresh off the uh, fresh off the big interview. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How you? <laughs> a lot of good feedback in the streets. What you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I worry, I worry, I'm more worried about you. <laughs> remind me, <laughs> what you remind me of what I do? What happened, man? You know... <sighs> We had some fun over here last night, right? Nice. Uh, you move like a cobra, bro. Really? Yeah, yeah. You're very, very slithery. I don't even like snakes. Very sneaky, bro. You think so? Yeah. yeah. Are you okay? You don't don't be nervous. You alright? I'm good. Right, yo, don't shake, cause cause you got you got caught being sneaky now. Don't shake. Really? Yeah, I get caught. I get, I get caught being sneaky all the time. About time somebody else get caught. <laughs> <laughs> about time, nah, see. <laughs> now, how you doing, G Money Man? I'm good, man. How was your Christmas? Christmas was good. Christmas was good. Shout out to Dawson. Shout out to Dawson. You yeah, know what man. I'm saying? Shout he he got him, he man. got situated pretty nice. Of course, you know he always I mean? gets situated nice, man. Gotta take care of the How did you enjoy his Christmas? It was good. It was good. How was yours? How was the fan? It was good. The fan. I seen was you had some. Man. You had some. Uh, I didn't. I didn't see the whole video yet, but I seen. I seen pictures did. and I seen clips. You had some. Um, can you describe what you had for Christmas? You had like a secret Santa type yeah. situation. <clears throat> so I had. A, I had like a. I built a, a wall. I built a door in the middle of my living room, mm. and I I put like Jack in the boxes in there, and I basically in the Jack in the box there were. For the whole month of December, I picked different names. I put my all my family name on the door. Then I picked different names. That I picked about nine names, mm. and. Behind the door, because I put a lock and key on it, I hid the keys around the house. The locks had numbers on it. But behind the doors were jack-in-the-boxes, and in those jack-in-the-boxes were letters. And when they opened it, they unlocked They found the key, they unlocked it. The letters that were behind the jack-in-the-box uh, was Barcelona. Basically, it spelled Barcelona. So I sent nine women... And my family to Barcelona. Oh wow! Round of yeah. applause for you, man. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, you know, wow. I give a, I give a lot of those people trouble in my life, man. Who taught you that trick that you? Cause that, that, that ain't nothing you you created. It's something you saw on uh, on Pinterest or something like that. Nah, <laughs> nah, 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 nah. You saw nah, it on nah. Pinterest or something. I, I created that. You look you look a little you look a little uh parched. Parched. <laughs> you I'm look good. A, like, I'm you look good. a little out of energy. You all right? I'm good. Yesterday you had you okay? I'm good. Could you? Get... <laughs> I got you got to get it ready. You, you look relaxed. You look refreshed. Did you get some 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 things out of your system? You good? <laughs> wow! This is what we do anyway. G money, yo! <laughs> oh, before we start, we'll make sure you got no glitter on your eye. You got you alright? No, yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. I don't want no I'm glitter on the joint today. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> you know we gotta. You know the next this interview that we about to come up is, is about to be a good one. Yeah, I got a lot to say. Pretty sure he has a lot to say. Mm-hmm. And we just gonna make it happen. Let's do it. But until then, G money, yo! Episode. One, three, five. Nigga, we made it. We got a special guest. Oh, man. Returning guest. Oh, man. 
it's, know it's I mean? rare we get returning guests. You know what I'm saying? Very so it, it must rare. be it must be a special person on that couch today. Well, you know what I'm saying? very special. You know what I mean? Uh, figuratively and 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 and, and everything. <laughs> you know. <laughs> We got my man Wildcat in the building. Wildcat, man. Yo, everything. What's up, Wildcat? How you doing, man? What's up, G Money? Please flip. What up, what up, what up? Good seeing you, man. Yeah, good seeing y'all, man. I always watch y'all, man. Appreciate you, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Happy holidays and everything, man. Definitely. I enjoy y'all show, and I'm going to continue watching y'all because y'all actually made me laugh. And y'all and DJ Money be having the grooves, mm. you know what I'm saying? So y'all got a little bit of everything, man. So We've been I, connecting a lot lately on on, on the Instagram live, right? You, you you actually see me working and outside of the podcast, so facts. I appreciate you know, that support. I be coming you know what I'm in saying? there, I be coming in there all the time, <laughs> so, and I do the same with Queens Flip too. He facts. go in there sometimes on the late night. You know yes, what I'm yes, 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 yes. You know, the, sometimes you know. The joints be going so fast, but the fans definitely let me know when Wildcat's in the building. Answer why. I be getting mad at them niggas. Like, we got telling me to answer, man. Don't tell me to answer nobody. Like, Wildcat says something to you from answering. But, man, shout out to my man Wildcat in the building, man. Welcome back to Flip the Script, man. Yes, Facts. yes. Happy to have glad, you, man. I'm glad to be here. So, too, so real quick, what's been going on since the last time you've been on the show? You know, you, you guys are definitely one of the... Uh, one one of one of the craziest shows. One of, one, of, one, of, one of the most views showed up here. You know what I'm saying? When you came um, through here with... Uh, with CK and uh, Killer Cav, Mel Cross, Stack Stone, uh, who was I miss anybody? No. That was a whole, that was everyone, right? Mm -hmm. Definitely was one of the most you know uh, craziest shows as far as content, as far as <laughs> you know the, the 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 filming of the show, the the, the, the emotions, you know, it was crazy. So what's been going on with Wildcat since then up until now? I mean, um, since then, uh, with the with the tutelage of Queens Flip, you know, what I mean, I've been um. Mm, I've been on my channel. Nice. I've been progressing on my channel. <clears throat> I've been using the little marketing skills that I had from before, and uh, you know, I, I make mine's different. You know what I'm saying? I like to be different than everybody else. Mm -hmm. I don't. I just don't want to be on a podcast on some rah rah and relate only to rah rah people. I want to relate to everybody. Right, right. And I learned that from watching y'all, <laughs> because when I look at your, your chats, Queens Flip chats, when I look at your chats, I see so many different people mm -hmm. and they do from some some from so many different places i'm like yo I'm sh that's where that's where it's at you Definitely. can't alienate yourself only to one class of people right mm -hmm. and then everybody else is no good no that's not how it goes so i appreciate looking at someone and giving me the okay indirectly mm -hmm. to say yo you know what you got to branch off you know what i mean you got to be the person that attracts not just one gender of person or one frame of mind of person, but all types of people. Right. Because everything that we've gone through is interesting. And if it's interesting, it's not interesting to a person of just one class. It's interesting to a whole world of people mm. that don't know. You know what I'm saying? Let me ask you a question <clears throat> before, before we get this interview going. You a person, let me get at you real quick, man. Oh, I, I, man. Yeah, 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 early. <laughs> you a person. <laughs> And let me acknowledge something first. <clears throat> I did learn some things from you. I learned that, you know, uh, if you say something, you got to do it. I say that. You know, sometimes that we, we tend, in the moment of something, we may say something um, to not push a person away, but say something because of what's going on or what's around us. But you a person that hold people to their word. You Your thing is that, I'm loyal. I show love. If you tell me something, 
you told me this. All I ask you to do is keep your word, right? That's your that's your thing. Yeah, that's a fact. Okay, but your reactions are are, are not how you react to it are not good. So let's talk about you know, and I want to talk about this because you know, I, I rock with you. I always said I rock with you. You know what I mean? I I never did not say that. The only thing I said, like I said, I told Kev one time was that, you know, Wildcat, he becomes too erratic, but I do agree. You know what I mean? We were having a conversation one time. Let's talk about where it started from. Out of nowhere, we got on live together. And, you know, that night you was at Kev's house and you seemed upset. Um, you didn't start off upset, though. You were in the comments. I responded a certain way. You asked me why my talk. You even asked me initially that you'll flip. You know, we don't got to talk about this on, on live. You said that, but I wanted to continue because I wanted to see what what was your standpoint. And, you know, you said some things to me. You said that you could, you, you, you'll cut anybody that I know. You was turning up a little bit. <laughs> I'm saying, I said, yeah, all right, cool. You got to show me. You said, all right, hung up. All right, cool. Now, start off from what made you react that first time when we went on live together. Do you remember that time? Remember what Can you tell the people what's going on? Well, what happened was... <clears throat> what happened was, I think it was a lot of mis miscommunication. Um, the reason it was miscommunication is because I do hold people to their word. You know what I'm saying? I take that serious because that's the way I am. You know, if I tell you, if I say, G Money, all queens flip, yo, I'm going to paint this office white tomorrow. I'm here 6 a.m. tomorrow with two cans of paint and a paintbrush. No excuses. You see what I'm saying? I don't leave room for that. Mm. Because if I tell you I'm going to do this, I'm going to come through with it. You know what I'm saying? Because that's how you got to be in the penitentiary. And maybe I'm outside the box because I'm not in the penitentiary. But I think those should be just rules of man, period. If you say, if you say listen, I'm going to cook steak, you're going to cook steak. Because then, if y'all get shrimp, my mind was already on shrimp, and you just gave me steak. You see what I'm saying? So, we want to be correlation. We're gonna, we want to have a correlation where what we say is what we mean. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. At that time, I would say that there was a lot of there was a lot of ammunition coming from different sides. Because the way I look at it is like this. Anytime I go on the podcast, I speak the truth. You know why I speak the truth? Because at the end of the day, you can lie for a year, but you can't lie forever. Hmm. So when I come on the podcast, I always speak the truth. A lot of people are offended or they feel threatened by that. Not Queens Flip, not DJ G Money. I'm talking about people that probably been on these seats. You know what I'm saying? So they look at it like, man, Wildcat's going to come up here and he's going to blow, blow our spots up. So I think that a lot of people had input in there and was throwing wood in the fire because they never really wanted me to be up here. You see what I'm saying? They never really wanted me to be up here because when I'm up here, I'm speaking the truth. I'm not going to lie. I got to tell the truth because you know why? It makes me a lesser of a man if I come up here and I lie. Mm. And, yeah, you know what? I just came home in March. Mm. So you know what that means? That my skills as far as relating with people and the way they are out here, 
is not as good as it should be. You know what I'm saying? I don't make rash decisions the way I should make rash decisions. But you got to remember, I was locked up for a long time. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I only know the rules that come from where I, I came from. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I have my own rules and regulations that probably is different from everybody else's. Right. But what I'm trying to say is that when you are a man in your word, you are a man in your word. So what made you mad at Flip, though? Like, what, Did he say something to you that he posted, he promised you something that? Well, Flip, Flip was like, Flip said, he said, yo, Cap, I got to get you up here because I got to hear your story. I heard a lot about you, but I got to hear your story. And then we, we kicked it and everything. But you know what's the problem with me? Mm. You know what I mean? And I, and I can come up here live and say it. The problem with me is I'm kind of impatient. Because when I sit in my in, when I sit in my room and I'm watching some of these interviews, and I'm not saying just Queens Flip and DJ Flip. D, uh, DJ, you know, G-Money. G-Money. <laughs> my bad. That's all good. I'm not just saying y'all podcast. I'm talking about when I'm seeing people on other podcasts. Podcasts in general. You're talking and about. podcasts in general. Mm -hmm. And they start speaking. And I'm <clears throat> saying to myself, why is you lying? There's no need to. Mm -hmm. Speak the truth. So I felt that maybe they misguided, were misguiding Flip because mm -hmm. of the time lapse that was coming in between. Okay. And then the other people that was coming through. Because every time somebody every time don't lie, every time somebody came on Flip Show, they they'll hit me. Yo cat, I'm on Flip Show. I'm like, Word? Wow. Oh, so you so you felt like Flip promised you your spot on the show and, and then he had you waiting and brought other people up here before you type. Yeah, so. so then but then I was like, yo, you know what? I gotta remember the forty eight laws of power. Hmm. You can't read a book called The 48 Laws of Power and don't see certain things happening and you can't decipher it because then why you read the book for? Mm -hmm. Or why you tell people that you read that book for? You front. So I will sit back after, after me being me, irrationalizing with the situation. I'm spazzing out. I'm like, oh man, that's crazy. How you gonna have all these people and and don't have yo that that ain't looking right, yo. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Because it's a scenario that you're printing in your mind and it's something that you're seeing in your head. And you're like, yo, man, ah, right. you know what I'm saying? Did he give and, you a date though? Like, did he say like, yo, two weeks for you up there or like? Nah, he never day. gave me a date. He just told me you up there. I'm putting you up there, mm. um, very soon. And but I'm seeing people come up that were introduced after me, and that's when I was like, I think there's someone or some entity behind this. So you know, let me tell you something. Survival in prison is a lot of a lot of times on your paranoia. Hmm. People don't know that. It ain't always a natural instinct. Sometimes it's your paranoia that helps you survive because you act at a moment and you do something and even though the person's reaction is like yo why you do that the person actually knows why you did that you mm -hmm. see what I'm saying and 
then you're actually right, but you're really wrong. You see what I'm saying? You may be right principally, but you're wrong in the way you handle things. And that's one thing I've learned since I've been out here. That's one thing I learned with Flip. You know what I'm saying? Um, conversating with Flip, um, the times that w we had arguments, debates, and all that. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something, man. Yeah, I've been to prison, did mad time, got bodies and all that. But I don't differentiate myself from anybody else. Because the same thing I can do, so can he. So can you. So can he. Everybody can do the same thing. It's all an opportunity thing. It's all how you feel in the moment. So I don't differentiate myself from other people to make myself special. Right. I got to coincide with everybody else around me and say, potential, 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 potential. Because <coughs> right. everybody has the potential to do something that another person has done that people look at like, whoa. Right. Yo, so 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 what happened though? Now you, you said you was on live, right? So and I was on live and and you, you, you know, felt the way I felt a, a certain way. And you know, but the good thing about Flip, see, Flip this is how Flip flips the script. Uh, <laughs> Flip I goes there. He he hits me up. <laughs> Cat, what's the problem? Like what's what's all this about? And then when I'm when I'm getting his message, now I'm saying to myself, like, I know it's a third party. It's gotta be something else. Why? Because me and Flip, when the time I came up here, he all, all he did was show me love. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So an opportunity that's given to me, I gotta look at it like, all right. I take opportunities like a person showing me respect. So what do I do? I show respect back. Mm -hmm. Because my judgment can't be like I'm in prison. I'm in society right now. So, so it's a whole different perspective. No, so let me, let, me, let me say something. So when you was up here the first time, you were the calmest, the coolest. You was. Uh, KK, I had, I had my relationship with him already. And I like how you were. I said, yo, Wildcat. I'm gonna help you start a YouTube. I told you that in the room when you gave me the paper because you came and handed me paper. We still got the paper in there. Yo, this is my paper. Keep this fool. I said, I'm gonna get you a private episode because you was falling asleep and I feel I, I rock with you. And I'm gonna help you with your YouTube. So <clears throat> when you was around KK and you would call me, or he would call me, not you. I hear you in the background. Shout out to Flip. You've mentioned it one time, yo, Flip, don't forget about my YouTube and stuff like that. That part was my negligence when you came on and you came on live and said it. So I could admit that, like, and I even told you that when I called you, I'm like, yo, Wildcat, what's up, man? I, I told you, like, you know what it is? I don't like nobody trying to tell me what to do. That's just my, that's the youngness in me. Kev tell me that all the time. I don't like nobody trying to, like, I have to do this now because I feel like I'm given opportunities. I don't have to do anything now. And I feel like a lot of people have displaced anger. You know, this is how I feel. Like, not with you because you didn't have, you wasn't... It, you wasn't, there was any, there was no variables into the situation. But a lot of the guys that I've dealt with that we are aware of have displaced anger. Let me get mad at the lesser evil, the lesser problem. So they think that, well, if I get mad at this man, he's not, he may be a problem. So let me get at Queen's Flip. But not knowing that I'm going to be as much of a problem or even a bigger problem because how my mind is. You got to be, and the only person besides you saying it that was able to read me was my man So B because when he, he got the people up here that broke my jaw. He saw how I was. He paid attention to certain things. He heard what I was saying. He heard me twist. 
he and he pulled me to the side like, yo, please. So he was the only one. I, th- I thought a lot of people just thought like, yo, he, this guy do comedy and funny. He's Queen Flip and we we not taking him serious. That's what I was dealing with. So that time with you, when it came to that, and when you told me that, I'm like, you know what? You said something on live. Because I was mad because you was like, yo, you were writing in the comments. So my ego kicked in like, yo, I'm not respect. Come on. I'm not. I, I was reading it. I'm like, nah, he ain't talking. You don't need to talk to me like that. So then when I finally came, you because and when the people was like, yo, Queen Flip, you wrong. You put, you wrote that, yo, you promised, you kept the word, you told me that's why I called you the next day. So we did that. Got it done. You called, you said some real shit to me, and I told KK, I'm like, you know, I don't like how he acted. And I was very surprised, but at the end of the day, you know, I did give that man my word. And what I learned later on is that a lot of people been through things in their lives that I can't tell you what you've been through or what made you like that. I can't say, or oh, what made me even like that? Because I may have a Napoleon complex problem. If somebody just say something to me, I may react. And you may not mean it like that. But you don't know what I've been through in my life to be like, yo, because you may say something to me, yo, Queen Flip, what's up, nigga? Why you, I mean, why you talking to me like that? You may be like, I was just playing with you. And it, that, that's ego. You know what I mean? So you wasn't wrong in what you were saying. <clears throat> so that whole thing was like, we, we, I did the YouTube. I'm like, all right, man, Cat was wild. I don't like I don't like that. And I said that out there. I said, I don't like how Cat was talking to me, especially on live. I didn't like that. Being, because when I watched it back, I said, I did push the situation, but my it's ego. So I'm aware of that. So I didn't like that. So now, in my mind, it's like, he's, why can't stay over there? I'm going to stay over here. Because I don't like that. Because now, that wasn't the guy that I met in the studio. Regardless of his story he told me, I didn't meet that. So that means he's going to react anyway, and I don't feel comfortable with that. I don't feel comfortable the nigga just gonna just react and play. I don't that don't make me feel comfortable. Cause that means I can say anything and then something's gonna happen and I'm not with that. That was my whole mentality. So let Wildcat stay over there and I stay over here. Then that's my mentality. Then everything was cool. Then um the situation happened. You was like, um, I did say about getting an interview. <clears throat> but how CK was acting. I like man. I don't want to interview none of them. I don't want to interview none of them anymore. I don't want to do a re-interview with none of them. I don't because these are the CK acting like that. He's shouting you out. We talking about the time that he was on a tangent of getting at me. I like I don't want to interview because I told CK as well. I was supposed to interview you before CK. You know what I'm saying? Because I told you my my me and CK. Remember we had the issue right here. We went outside, so yeah. you were supposed to come in before him. Facts. <laughs> and then you did. I'm like, oh. <laughs> KK will always say, "Yo, man, flip. Don't worry about it." Well, I kept my man. I love him. Don't worry. All I, I, oh, my kids, KK would say that. Yo, don't worry about it. Flip. I'm like, yo, I don't, you know, what's what's going on with him? He, I don't like the way he reacts. Things. They don't worry. That's how Wildcat is. Wildcat loves hard. He's one. He broke down people with me. And he broke down even me. And I, I had an argument with him because he was saying to me like, you gotta put your ego. You wear your emotions on your sleeve. He says so. Somebody can say something to you. You in this business and you getting mad to react. That's not good because. You got to be impartial. So he told me. You can't use your personal feelings. So KK told me, they don't worry about that, Flip. And the whole shit with CK. I'm like, man, these niggas is all bugging. So the problems, the people that I've been in relationship with, which was so B and Kev, I didn't have any issue with them. You know, and if so B was to call me, I, I get, but I didn't have any issue because it was all smooth sailing. But then the people that, because got the cosign to come up here, I'm having issues with them. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Everything was cool with you. Then the second time was um was the last time when you thought they said that and and and, and I showed the tweet. <laughs> and crazy. the tweet was like, yo, somebody on CK Live 
said that he's going to run in Soho. Can I say something about that? Sure. My thing is this, Flip. You got to look at it like this. I'm looking at it. Let me find a tweet real quick. It's the same way when you, walk, when you walked in here, mm-hmm. I got up to hug you. Facts. Because I got love for you. Same way I got love for G Money. You always said that. You know what I'm saying? Now, the problem, there is a problem though. The problem is that people throw dirt in the game and they throw it from so many different ways. Mm -hmm. And what happens is sometimes we react to it. And I'm guilty of that. Mm. I ain't gonna lie. I be react, look, for example, I had a real bad Christmas. I didn't have a good Christmas. Mm. My holidays was, my holidays was bad. You can see, you can see on my face, my holidays was bad. I had a bad Christmas. You know what I'm saying? And I'm gonna say that I have, I had a bad Christmas because of my reactions. You know, I would never come up here and lie and say that I'm a perfect person. Mm. I'm not. I've been home since March and I'm still learning things. Mm-hmm. I'm still learning how to know right from wrong. You know, I'm so used to in being in the pen when something is wrong, you got to act right away because it's your life on the line. You know what I'm saying? So certain things I look at, I'm like, yo, am I, if I, am I making an unnecessary enemy? Hmm. Mm, wow. You see what I'm saying? I guess you did, yeah. Am I making an unnecessary enemy? And from the enemies that I got already, and then I say to myself, I say, yo, sometimes, and this is after the fact. Sometimes when you look at your situations, you start to realize, yo, you can handle things better, yo. Mm-hmm. It, but it's your choosing. If you don't choose to handle things better, then when it goes bad, it's your fault. And that's the reason why when, when you called me, mm-hmm. I was like, yo, Flip, man, listen. I got nothing but love for you, bro. My whole thing is about the word, the word thing. When you tell somebody, when you give somebody your word, your word is bond. You see what I'm saying? If I tell somebody, if let's say, for example, Queens Flip tell me, yo, I'm in a situation right now. Where you at? I'm on, um, I'm on Broadway. Word? Well, I'm on Tillman. I'll be there in, I'll be there in, in the jippy. I'll be there in the jippy. If I don't show up and I leave a man for dead, then the man has a right to say all kinds of stuff about me. Yo, he's a fake. He's a fraud. He's not a man of his word. You know what I'm saying? He make promises. He left me for dead. And those type of things are the things that I have a problem rationalizing with. Hmm. Because, and it just happened in Christmas. I didn't rationalize for the situation and I was spontaneous and it co- caused a combustion and it ruined my whole Christmas. Did you care to talk about that or that that's that's too personal? I mean, I talk about it. I ain't got no problem talking about it's it. It's up to you. I mean, because Christmas listen, is personal, so you're probably with a family. I don't, I don't want it, to... It, it's Listen, you know. I'm going to say it like this, man. Um, things got Things got heated. Right, things got heated, and I myself, because 
one thing I don't like to do is put the blame on another person if I have the power to resolute the situation. I had the power to resolute the situation and I didn't do it. Hmm. So things got crazy. Okay. Between you and a man or you and a woman? <laughs> Me and a man. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got crazy. For real? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, I won, but I didn't win. I'm going to tell you why. The reason I didn't win because I made the wrong reaction. It's not what you win physically. It's what you win emotionally and mentally. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you may react to something and you might say to yourself, I feel it's justified what I did. But at the end of the day, when you think about it, no, you weren't. So you had a fight with somebody. Yeah. Yeah, that's why my hands are all... Out here in New York? Nah, up, up top. Okay. Well, let me just read something behind us. <laughs> so this was November 18th. Oh, my God. 5.03 p.m. is when I received this. Uh, the beat maker stated, Queen Flip, dude on CK Live said, if somebody don't start throwing some bones his way, he's going to start robbing niggas. He said he's going to run up, he's going to start running up in studios in Soho or wherever else. Any thoughts? Okay. So, well, I'm going to let mm. you. Mm. So, now, that was, I got that, I called KK. Yo, man, you, yo, somebody said they're going to run up my studio. I'm not playing like who? KK, you know what type? He said, yo, man, that was Wildcat. I said, Wildcat? my studio he said man i don't know man i ain't really i gotta go listen to it he said go listen to it he told me go hey, listen to it he said but i think that wildcat told him take it down this is what kk told me i said okay gay man nah man i said call him on three-way because now nah, we're not doing this now if you want to cut the studio we're gonna meet up in the bronx somewhere let's have a conversation face to face this is what i told him he like he went to parole he just spoke to him he went to parole. We called him late. I said, "Now call him on three because I, I need to understand why would Wildcat say that about that." I just spoke. I spoke to him on the phone. <laughs> I kept my word. This is what I, I kept my word, bro. Now, what? What? I said, "Why would he want to run in my studio?" So you gonna rob us? Now this is why I told KK on the phone. I didn't know the correction. So then for Nick, I said, "Call him." He said, "You went to parole." He said, "Yo, you went to parole." Flip. I said, "All right." Let's figure. I said, KK, I really don't like that, KK. I said, and I, and I, I told him something. And he and he kind of got offended. I said, at the end of the day, niggas love me as well. I said, how niggas love you, niggas love me as well. And, and, and I'm much younger, and I'm doing my thing. And and he like, what type of that's that type of threat? I said, it's not a threat. I'm saying that nobody. I, I don't threaten nobody because I don't. I, I care about people that I love. Just like if Wildcat and just like you, Wildcat would jump out the window for me. You would jump out the window because this is what I told him what you told me. So other people would also, there's no need for somebody to threaten us. I, I never showed him no disrespect. That's what I told him. He told me, keep my word. I agree with him. That's a life lesson. Even my mom said, yo, you got to, gotta anything you say, you got to stand on. I learned the lesson from that. Like, yo, you know what? You're right. Regardless of what it is, you gave that man your word. So I'm like, I don't know why he talking about my studio because now that now you you threatening me. That's too much. Too much it's too much playing around because now he did, he did that on live and now he's saying that. He said, yo, he told CK take it down. So now I want to know, before you told me, but tell the people, I just read it. You know what yeah. I mean? You see. He's I, not a lie. You see the time. That's a fact. <laughs> All right, so I'm but not see, But you got to be careful because that's how the trolls get me too. Okay. But this is what I, want, this is what I wanted to reiterate, and I'm going to be specific. Thank you. Specifically, what I meant was <clears throat> a lot of dudes that be sitting on this couch, I don't care who they is. If I was to get on my bullshit, I'll be up here robbing them. 
I don't care who they is, where they from, Harlem, Brooklyn, where they from, I will come up here in the studio and I will rob them. Am I right or wrong? I don't care who they is. I will rob them. You know what I'm saying? So what I was saying was, I was like, yo, I was like, yo, basically, I'm gonna kick it. I'm gonna I'm keep it real, man. Keep it hundred. Yeah. I'm I'm upset at I'm I'm upset at Flip because where he's at for me. Why Flip ain't having me up there? You see what I'm saying? And he's having all these other dudes that I go up there, and take whatever they got on, and take it off of them right outside. That's what I, that that was. That's what that was supposed to mean. But you already know how people do. <laughs> And I seen it all the time. They'll flip it around and they'll be like, listen, and this is why I told you the other day. I said, yo, flip. Flip, I'm gonna emphasize one more time. Mm-hmm. You my dude. I fucks with you, Flip. You said that. You said that. You got no beef with me. No beef at all. So I have no beef with you. You know what I'm saying? But you but- wanna run down on the guests. But see, the guests, that's a different story. I'm gonna tell you why it's a different <laughs> I'm just saying. Who was that right there? You said that—that's that's Pookie Low. That's that's the second stone right there. I salute to you. That's the Pookie second stone, stone right there. Smooth. I don't trust him. He's smooth. smooth. <laughs> He's smooth, man. I mean, listen, no, listen. Can I, Pookie, I don't mind. If you, I, I want to be honest though. You are this is honesty, right? Yeah, yeah. You call up there also talking about other individuals that we are aware of. I wasn't the only individual. They said that you mentioned Shaquille's name. They said that mm-hmm. you mentioned a lot of other people's names. So I want to know what made you go that route. What happened? That's what we want to know. What okay. happened? What? You mentioned Shaquille, and they, and they explained that situation. They, they explained. <laughs> and, and I'm just, I mean, I'll keep it 100. Yeah. Yeah. Because Shaquille <laughs> talked positive to me about you. Mm-hmm. So I was confused. I'm like, what? I, I mean, said, I thought you were losing your mind. You just spoke yeah, I just spoke, yeah. I just spoke to Quell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me tell you something. Quell's my boy way before we turned blood. Mm. I know Quell since Queen's House. We, me and Quell was in Queen's House together in 1993, 1994. We was in Queen's House. Mm. That's when you could have a body or robbery and go to work release. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I was already in the state. We met in Queen's House and then we came tight. My thing was at the time was like, yo, I've been home since March. Ain't nobody show me no type of love, yo. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody say, yo, he's a hundred dollars for this. Here's his mm. nobody. So when I started seeing dudes on videos with fur coats and all those other, I started to take that offensive. Hmm. I'm like, yo, how you gonna be up there like that? And I'm over here effed up. Come on, bro. But how you know how they got that that, that those coats, those coats and the jewelry and all that? Like, well. Did you hear that someone passed it down or put nah, them on? I, I was or? looking at videos. I was looking at people's videos. I watch. Look, I look. I watch other videos, podcasts. I do. I do my research. Okay. Got it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm looking at it. And I'm like, yo, these are my peoples. These are the peoples that I love. Shaquel. I love the shit out of Shaquel. Shaquel was my peoples. Mm-hmm. That was my brother before we came home. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I felt offended and I lashed out. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I would never rob Shaquel. Because hmm. Shaquille's my boy. I'm not a snake. When I'm mad, I say things, and I don't know, sometimes I might I might go through with them because I'm so in the moment. But like he said, and he knows me because he knows me since we was kids. Hmm. Um, 
a lot of times I say things because I'm trying to I'm trying to relate a message in the best way I have. I have very poor communication skills when okay. it comes to unleashing emotions. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm very poor. I'm very bad at saying, "Oh, my bad." You know, and and you know, it just it, I just can't be the weak person, even though it's not the weak person. Mm -hmm. It's the strong person. To me, it just looks like to me to bring myself lower makes me feel weak. So what happened was at that time, my own peoples, mm -hmm. my own peoples that came up here, there's a couple of people that been up here that's my peoples mm -hmm. that came up here and sat on this seat. And I'm like, yo, how you gonna talk all that? Yo, you ain't set me out of nothing. And you been home way before me. I only been home since March. Ain't nobody gave me a dime. Nobody gave me nothing. So. Mm -hmm. So I was, that's why I was upset. And that's why I said, you know what? If, if y'all telling me that y'all, y'all, y'all locking down the Queens flip situation, then I'm going to go to Queens flip on where he at in Soho. Cause I know where he at. Cause I came last time. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to start robbing all them dudes he got coming up. Cause I don't care about none of them mm -hmm. except my homies. But there was some dude that was up here that was talking all that crazy stuff. I was like, man, listen, all right, when you finish your interview, I'll see you outside. <laughs> but you see why he. Uh, uh, but I see what. You he, see why Flip could have took it the way though, right? Because yes. of the tweet. Because I, I took it the same way. Like reading it even again now, I took it like you, you know, wanted to come do something to him or me or anybody in the studio. Nah. You know what I'm saying? And we talked And my thing was, and KK defense, that's why you went on a tangent, and I'm like. Something was confusing. That's why I said, and I gotta find out. And we're gonna move on, but I, we gotta get down to the bottom of who you think the puppet master is, because <laughs> KK was on the floor. He got offended for you. Like, what you mean, niggas love you? I said it's the truth. I said, well, how many people? I'm, you think I'm, I'm taking care of people? And on top of that, I hold myself down. Nobody. And I had to be careful what I say, because last time police came in the studio, so I just feel like a person gonna have to catch me outside. A person, and I told CK this last time we went outside. A person ain't coming here putting hands on me, not in here. You gotta have to find a way to get down. That's how, and it's not the threats, it's just I have to protect myself as a man. I don't go out there and try to harm anybody or bother anybody. And if I did, whatever came to me from those situations, I deserved. Mm. You know what I mean? Because I try my best to keep my, I talk a lot of stuff, but I try my best to keep it on a straight path. So right. KK got offended. Like, what you mean? What you mean? Says the truth. You never niggas love you in, in, in Brownfield. Why you think people don't love me? So he's like, nah, man, don't, don't worry about that. I don't let you talk like that. Don't worry about that. Cause I was just confused. I didn't know. I said, why would why, why I can't do that? That's my man. We we spoke on the phone. He apologized. I apologized for not keeping my word. We kept it moving. See, I didn't know the truth about it. So then I heard it say, he said, yo, he went on everybody. Then I, I felt a little more, yes, okay. So he's just going on one of the things. <laughs> and then I felt like I felt like you going through something, you know, from from hearing or not being in your business. I just felt like, you know, being in the situation you went, where you at, you probably just, it's a lot of things that, you know, because PTSD is real. You know what I mean? I know you I know you know what PTSD is. PTSD yeah. is real. And I just thought that, okay. When I that go was through it. Yeah, when that, when that was explained to me, I said something must have triggered him just to react like that. Because I thought it was just, I said, why were you cool to me? He said, nah, he wobbled on him. Everybody said this. I Paranoia. Said, okay. Paranoia. Mm. But, I, but, but, but my main thing I want to ask you, I want you to be as honest as you can. Do you think... <laughs> 
<laughs> Who you think was the puppet master? You thought somebody was a puppet master, uh, uh, Walker? Come on, man. You thought somebody was doing the puppet? I thought. I thought. I mean, keep it a hundred, cause you even you even got to be honest with you. you, you got mad at KK. I didn't even think there was a puppet master. What I think was I was getting caught in between KK and CK beef. Got it. And because I got caught in between they beef because I was trying to I was trying to bring them together, mm. and I was trying to get them to leave that alone. And if you see one of KK's lives is about, that's what I did. I brought them together. Mm. Like, yo, leave this alone. Um, we got to move forward. We got examples to make. Right. You know what I'm saying? 100%. And because we got examples to make, I was like, let's move forward. But <laughs> it didn't It didn't go down that way. And it kept going back and forth. So then I was sliding back out of it. Mm. But at the same time, I was sliding back out of it. I'm like, my only... My only um, avenue at the time to always show the truth is Queen's Flip. Got it. And then I'm saying, I see other people coming up here. And they getting air time. Gotcha. And I'm saying to myself, now I'm getting on my 50 shit because I'm saying to myself, like, what? Who's that? Hey, yo, man, I'm about to go up to the studio, man. I'm taking everything he got. Jacket, all that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but then I was like, slow down. You need to chill. You need to chill because, you know what I'm saying, you know you already got monetary, supervisor, all that crazy. I got a lot of stuff on me right now, you know, yeah, since I've been home. You got to remember, I beat the feds and all that, so they got mad at me, so they put this, this supervisor alert on me, you know what I'm saying? Hmm. So I don't try to be in any type of drama whatsoever. I try to stay away from everything as much as possible. But my reactions, my reactions ain't always right. Mm -hmm. I respect that. You know what I'm saying? And my reaction isn't always right because I'm used to being on survival mode. Mm. I'm used to being on, you can't take no chances. You know what I'm saying? So when you feel there's a threat, you gotta, you got to, uh, how you say it? You got to uh, step to that threat and get it mended as fast as possible before that threat may grow and create an obstacle for you that you can't handle. Do you feel right. like you love too hard? Do you feel like you put a lot of emotions and trust in people? Yeah. Because you also was mentioning something about, you know, uh, Hispanics and blacks. You started to get into that, the whole thing. Like, no. I want to know where that came from. Cause I, I, heard, I, I didn't hear it verbatim, but I heard you started going down that route. Yeah, because a lot of people were going that route. They started. I started hearing people saying about, and it felt like they were differentiating. You know what I'm mm. saying? They were different. It felt like... They kept saying like this was a black thing and it would never was. That's a lie. Mm. You know, when Bloods came out, it was never about no black thing. When Bloods came out, it was about anybody, black, Spanish, white, whatever you were, anybody who was not trying to be oppressed by the kings because they were the majority at the time. And when we was going to the houses, it was either their rule or no rule. And and we was like, we was the majority, like, nah, nah, we ain't trying to, I, me, I'm not trying to hear none of that. I don't care who you is. You're going to give me that phone. If you ain't going to give me that phone, then I'm, we going to get to chopping. That's a fact. We so gonna... you felt like people out here when we were talking about it was trying to make it seem like <clears throat> the bloods and the movement was based off of blacks. Yeah, they was making it seem like it was off of blacks, right. but it wasn't. They was making it seem like if you were Spanish that you had to put more work in because you were Spanish. That's not true. Because before I became blood, I already had more movies than most of the dudes that were blood. Hmm. I already had more movies in them. 
on black and white, I got way more movies. Wait, we saw them as the paperwork is in there. That's a little bit. Oh. How about the new charges? <laughs> How many new charges I had? I was going to court every week for new charges. Because anytime I came out my cell, somebody got chopped. And he was there. I put a toothpaste top on the door. You know, one day there was a bunch of dudes, a bunch of homies. They were starving themselves. They weren't eating. They was throwing feces. They was throwing piss. And I'm in my cell like, yo, I'm not throwing no feces. I'm not throwing no piss, yo. I'm going to do the next best thing. I'm going to figure out a way to get that dude that they bringing in here to serve us because I know that he's peeing <coughs> and he's violating people's food on purpose because dudes is violating him. Hmm. So there's nothing I, I, I can't. I'm not throwing no feces and I'm not throwing no piss. So I was like, yo, you know what I'm going to do? One day I figured it out. I figured out that the door don't close. Well, it closes, but the light goes off in the bubble if the door closes at least this much. So when the door closed that much, guess what I did? I put a toothpaste top there. He was there. Mm. I put a toothpaste top there, and when the dude came in to serve food, he had a plastic bag on him. He had two plastic bags on him. He had a head and a plastic bag because he was getting hit with shit. I'm not doing that. So I put the toothpaste top on my door, and I said, the minute they can't bring him in and they close that front gate, I'm coming out myself. I'm twisting them. <laughs> because once I twist them, they're not going to bring nobody else to feed anybody. They're going to let somebody from the gallery feed somebody because that's the only person we're comfortable with. <laughs> so I'm with making changes. So I put the toothpaste top on my door. When they brought him in with the with the with the food cart, and he started cursing everybody out. Oh, y'all can eat something. Don't worry about it. I put my cock in all y'all food. And I'm over here like, all right. Little does he know, I got the toothpaste top on the door. The bubble light went off. They think the door's closed, but it's not. Hmm. The door's open. The minute he walks in, I'm gonna pull the door open, and I'm gonna run out there and, and I'm gonna eat his food. Because that's the change that needs to be done. I'm not going to throw no feces and throw no piss because he's going to wear a plastic bag. And he's going to still come through because the police are going to tell him, you're going to come through anyway. <coughs> so what I'm saying by that is I know that sometimes people don't make rash decisions, and I'm one of them myself. But there are times when I do make a decision. And it's for the benefit of not only me, but everybody else. And that's the way I think. So when Flip says, yo, you love hard, you're loyal, hard, yeah. If I'm your friend, if I'm your man, mm -hmm. I'm your man to the end, bro. There is no later on we're going to switch and we're going to switch roles. Nah, 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 nah. For that, I'm not your friend from the beginning. I'm not your friend. So... If you if I label you my friend and I label you my man, then through thick and thin, through thick and thin, I'm with you. Whatever the struggle is, I'm with you. And if we go through bad vibes, guess what? I got to resolute it without transgression because I'm your man. I'm your friend. If I resolute it with transgression, I was never your friend. I was never your man. Because a, a person that's your man, that's your friend, he's not going to transgress on you. Mm. That's the last thing he'll ever think about doing.
And that's what Queens Flippers talk about. And maybe I'm a victim of that. To be honest with you, I think I'm a victim of that. And the reason I'm a victim of that is because I got loyalty to my peoples. The way my peoples got loyalty to me. I will die for my peoples the way my peoples will die for me. I'm going to ask you an honest question. And you being honest. Mm-hmm. One of the people that you were... And, and and I don't know if the people are aware of, but you know, let's flip the script. One of the people that you 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 talked about a lot, not talked about, but said certain things when you said it was Soul B, mm-hmm. right? And then when I spoke to Soul B about you, because I did, you know, his thing was, you know, Wildcat's just upset right now, or you know, I, I got love for Wildcat. That's what he would tell me. Now I don't know if he tell me that. I don't know what his reasons, but. He was one of the people. Certain things you say, because now when you start paying attention to you, you got like, you you be direct, but it's in an encrypted way. So I wanted to understand that, you know, what was your issue with Soul B? Because you said a lot of things as far as certain things that he said up here. You said a lot of things. I seen the videos are out there. So now I asked him about it. Like, what's up with Wildcat at that, at that whole situation? But he didn't say nothing bad. He said, I don't know. That's how Wildcat is. I heard he said something about Shaq Quill. I don't know. That's what he said to me. So I want to ask you. However you say it, you know, because I like Sobe. That's my man. I rock with him because I have a rapport with him. I built one. But I want to. I, I don't know the relationship you have with him that you what made you say these certain things that you said. So I want to know if it's, if you feel comfortable talking about it. Yeah, I feel comfortable. It's no problem. <laughs> um, you already know. I, um, I mean, as far as Sobe, man, Sobe, I, I mess with Sobe. Okay. Sobe was one of the persons when I was going to the yard in Southport, right? Mm-hmm. And... I got people here to to to, to sanction that. Okay. When I used to go to the yard in the port, Sobe was one of the first person. Hey, yo, Wildcat, and he used to holler at me all the time. Yo, Wildcat, salute, yo, what's poppin'? Yo, East Side, boom, and we'd be hollering at each other. Mm-hmm. That's the relationship we had in there. Mm-hmm. But then when we came out here, he never reached out. So I felt like, oh, we in the street now, so now there's no vibes. Mm. So, okay, that was one thing. Mm-hmm. And then he, when he came up here, I misinterpret his saying of big homies are the real big homies. What he really was saying was KK and CK and them, those were, he was their big homies. And then they became big homies in blood before him. So they became his big homie. And what he was saying was he was big homies of the big homies because Kev and and CK were big, all big homies and he was their big homies before they was his because he came in later than they did. Yes, that's that's how I go, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, before I knew it was that, I'm I'm sitting in my, I'm sitting in my room like, huh? Because there is no one man rule to this. This is all about a council. Everybody knows that. It's all about, and I'm not saying nothing that's exclusive. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is everything is known. This is done by a, a, a coalition of people who agree upon something. There is no one man uh, rule. That was the OG Mac era. And OG Mac, era, you know, he had his way of ruling his the way he did his thing. Mm-hmm. But once he had to step down, then it became a new version of the way from what he was doing. You know what I'm saying? It ain't like we didn't really make drastic changes. Probably we changed lingo. Probably we changed uh, the way we said things. But, uh, you know, we stood as, okay, you know what? There is no more one-man rule. We all going to agree because we all people thing. 
We this is not a one man dictatorship like Adolf Hitler or Joseph Stalin or Attila the Hun or Haile Selassie or Genghis Khan. This is not that type of scenario. This is a scenario where people get together and they agree upon something. Not where one person says this is what it is and this is how it goes. No, it'll never be that way. It'll never be that way. Why? Because everybody has their own lane. You see what I'm saying? Being that everybody has their own lane, you can't dictate somebody else's lane. They ain't trying to hear that. You know what I'm saying? So it's about so when when at first when he that was my only thing with him. Other than that, I messed with Soul B. You know what I'm saying? I hit Soul B. Matter of fact, I hit Soul B up for Christmas. Yeah. I hit him up for, for Christmas. Which and is? I said salute. You know what I'm saying? He didn't answer back. You know what I mean? But the reason I did that is to show, you know what I'm saying, that I don't be into that politics stuff. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, it don't make me less of a man. Yo, salute. Happy holidays, bro. You know what I'm saying? It don't make me less of a man. Because I know my work is unmatched. So everybody I hit was a fame. most of, excuse me, most of everybody that I hit in the penitentiary all had fame. I have lesser people that didn't have fame that I hit than people that I hit and have fame. Mm. I could go on for days. Zodiac Killer, I hit him. John Lennon's Killer, I knocked him out. Um, um, uh, 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 the Central Park Rapist, John Royster, I cut him in NIC. Mm. You know, so a lot of these dudes... That had fame because of their case, I I ate their food. Wait, <clears throat> so hold on. Let, let's let's take <laughs> let's take the steps now, real quick. So you said that um, the Zodiac, mm -hmm. you hit him. What do you mean? I cut him in the NIC can when he was us, going to the shower. Can you tell us why and what happened? What happened with the Zodiac killer was when I got to NIC, I got kicked out of OBCC because I I knocked out. The warden, which was Anthony Serra. Anthony Serra got arrested for um, taking CEOs from Rikers Island and having them work on a construction site somewhere in Long Island. What was he, his name again? Anthony Serra. A N T H O N Y. Last name S E R R A. Okay. He was the warden at the time. He had his little beatdown crew. They came to my cell. I put the beats on them. They beat me down, sent me to the hospital. You know what I'm saying? That became a major movie because he was a warden. You know, I used to attack white shirts on the regular. Oh, uh, what's the name? Uh, captain Bailey that was up here? Well, he was a warden when he was up here. When he was a captain, I knocked his ass out in HDM. Everybody knows that. He said that. <laughs> he, he, I didn't know you talking about you. Yeah. He said some short guy knocked him out. Yeah, Man. I knocked him out in the HDM. So that was you that knocked him that out? That was me, yeah. He came. He came he to my. He challenged you to knock him out. He challenged me to knock him out because he was in front of the cell. He was like, "Yo, you coming out or not? If you're not, we coming in." So I was like, "Yo, yeah, I just finished telling you, I'm not coming out." And he was like, "No, we okay. So we coming in." So I'm looking at this dude. I'm like, "Yo, who the fuck is this dude with the Jerry curls and all that thing?" And he going, "Ah, oh, hell no." You know what I'm saying? I put the beats on him because he was the first. One, I ain't gonna lie. He was the first one to come in the cell. So B, he was the first one to come in the cell. I just went ham and threw everything I had on Captain Bailey. Hmm. And he, he, I laid his ass out. And they jumped me, beat the crap out of me. 
put me in a rotunda with a black. My eye was closed. My lips was like looking like Jimmy Walker. You know what I'm saying? They had me in there, butt ass. Um, excuse me, not butt ass, but I was with my boxers on at least. And they had me chained up. And they left me in there for two days for 48 hours. Chained up on the floor, in my drawers, in the cold. You know, they did that. They did me dirty. Just for just for knocking Captain Bailey out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but then he turned warden and I saw him come up here. You know, I can listen. This is what I do. I let people shine. But at the end of the day, I can't hold myself when it comes to exposure. And but at least he kept it real with y'all. He let he, he let y'all yeah, know. He said they said the short guy knocked him out. Yeah, yeah knocked him out. He, he said he challenged him and he challenged he me. He told me like, yo, I'm gonna come in your cell and all that stuff. So I was like, yo, come in my cell then. And yeah, he did. Well, he didn't. The because in HDM it was old school. They had to turn the wheel, so somebody got to be in the front to open the cell through the wheel. You know what I'm saying? They click. They know your cell because they click down the button and they turn the wheel and that opens up your cell. So he came. He was beefing in front of my cell, but he had somebody already ready to turn the wheel and he had his beatdown squad. So I didn't play no games because I'm saying the first one that comes in my cell, and this is a small cell, HDM cells weren't 8 by 10. HDM cells was like, shh, I don't know what, 8 by 8? Them things were small. You could touch the walls with your hands. They were small. So you only one person is coming in. So because I knew only one person is coming in, the minute he came in, I just went, I hit him with like a five, six punch combination. And his fellow officers were trying to hold him from falling. But instead what they did was they let him fall down to the floor and they ran in with the shields and, you know, hit me with the mace and all that. And then... We started fighting or whatever. They took me out, beat me down, kicked me, stomped me out, stomped my nuts out, said that I ain't going to make no more babies or whatever, and then put me in the rotunda and left me there in the cold on a piece of cardboard in my drawers for like two days. You know what I mean? That was the, pro that was the punishment you had back then for assaulting all, a correction officer. You know, especially then. You got to remember, Captain Bailey, excuse me, Warden Bailey, now, <coughs> he had a beatdown squad. But he also flipped on his own squad because he 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 uh <laughs> he snitched on his own squad when it came down to the indictment, mm. which is something he didn't speak about when he was here. He never spoke about the indictment with Cap with uh excuse me with C O Johnson and all of them. Ohio. Yeah, and Omai. He never he, he never he wore a wire, and he snitched on his own fellow officers, and they went down and he got away with it. So the, the 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 deal was he got to keep cooperating to, to you know, and but his thing was I ain't gonna cooperate with them. I'm gonna keep beating inmates down. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? So he was his own criminal in his own way. But you know when he came up here, he came up here and I saw him. You know, and that's what I was saying when I said, "Yo, um, dudes be coming up here lying." You know what I mean? Because I was sitting there and I'm watching that and I'm like, why well, Bailey you over here freestyling and saying all this crazy stuff? <laughs> he know I knocked his ass out in the HDM. You know what I'm saying? Somebody knocked him out. Yeah, it's all good. You know what I'm saying? You know, I don't hate on the man. He's getting his bread or whatever. He's retired. He got caught in some romance or whatever. He can't work in corrections no more. Mm -hmm. But, you know what I'm saying? Uh, tell the whole story, yo. 
You know what I'm saying? Tell the whole story. That, that's what I was like. We all do be coming up here. They be freestyling. That's what I'm talking about. He was one of the main ones that was up here freestyling. He didn't say about all the beatdowns that he was part of. He didn't talk about all the COs that, that was part of his beatdown crew that he had to wear a wire and testify against. When you know the, to to you know, I know there's correction officers right now in the feds doing mad time because they have bodies. You know, some of them had got a lot of time, and they probably saying like, "How's he sitting up there and he did us dirty?" You know what I'm saying? So I guess I'm the voice for them indirectly because they correction officers and whatever they that's their business. But I guess I'm the voice for them indirectly because I was there at the time and I was part of that lawsuit. And the cases are called uh, uh, Phoenix versus Arizona, right? I think it was like that. Yeah. Phoenix versus Arizona was the name of the case. And um, you see who was named in the case, and you see everybody was convicted except who? Captain Bailey. Captain Bailey. So <laughs> tell us the famous people you cut. That's what we were talking about, you know. Um, you said you cut the Zodiac. What, 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 what? I cut the Zodiac because when I got to NIC. But, but, but wait, but which Zodiac? Because there was a Zodiac killer from the 70s. No, not him. The Zodiac Killer, he's from 9-6. His name is Humberto Cida. What was his name? Humberto Cida. He's from East New York. He's actually from my hood. I knew his sister. Her name is Gladys. That's how he got caught. He got into an argument with Gladys, and they had a domestic dispute. Mm -hmm. When the cops came to the crib, they found the pipe bombs and the, the, the homemade guns that he made, and that's how he, they knew that it was him that was sending the notes to the Zodiac Killer in the 90s. Yeah, the Zodiac Killer of the 90s, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. His yeah, name yeah, was Humberto Cedar. Gotcha, okay. Tell us what happened with him. What happened with him was I got to NIC because I couldn't go nowhere on the island anymore, so they made me like a celebrity, like, you're not going nowhere. Because when they took Wayno... Yeah, I found him, yeah, yep. When Humberto Cedar. Yeah, yeah. yeah, when they took out Wayno, they they put me in Wayno's cell. That was a hell of a setup because they put me in Wayno's cell after they took Wayno off, kicked him off the island. So they put me in Wayno's cell. Now I'm in Wayno's cell. Next thing you know, they saying that I run the block. So they came, Warden Anthony Serra, he came with like five other white shirts, and they figured, oh, we white shirts, he going to do as we tell him. But I didn't care when you had a white shirt, blue shirt, black shirt. I don't care about none of that. That's y'all rankings. Mm -hmm. As far as I'm concerned, you a CO. All that, you a warden, you a dep, all that. That that got nothing to do with me. That's the rankings of one's y'all. So when he came to my cell, he actually had nothing. He had balls. He cracked my cell. He cracked my cell, and he saw that I had personal shorts on, and he was like, you take the personal shorts off. I'm like, I ain't taking nothing off. Why you cracking my cell, man? And he was like, listen, I'm going to tell you one more time. And I just put the beats on them. And when I put the beats on them, they jumped me. You know what I'm saying? They jumped me. They jumped me in the cell. Jumped me in the, in the receiving room. Yeah, they beat the crap out of me. They sent me to Elmhurst Hospital. While I was at the hospital, they was pointing guns at me and everything. Say, we should kill you right now and all that. And I was like, yo, go ahead. I got mad time to do. I don't care. Go ahead. Kill me. But they ain't do it. You know what I'm saying? Next thing you know, they sent me to the beacon. Um, I got jumped again there when I got there. They beat me down again because they heard of what I did to the warden in OBCC. Little did I know that later on down the line, he became the third <coughs> the third highest on Rikers Island. If you look him up on, on right now, Anthony Serra, you see the convict, the, the his crime. His crime is all over YouTube. It's, his crime is all over Google. All you got to do is type his name, boop, boop. Mm -hmm. 
and his crime is all over the place. Anthony Serra, he took COs, he he made them do construction on the work site, but he was yeah, I saw, I saw, I found him. A correction chief charge, yeah, I, I found him. Yeah, so I knocked him out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I was going after white shirts, to be honest with you. I was going after the white shirts because I felt the blue shirts, they the, they the doges. So the white shirts, the captains, the wardens in them, that's who I was going after. Yeah, you're going to get a you're going to get a hell of a beatdown. But at the end of the day, they're going to respect your gangster. You know what I'm saying? Because these are white shirts. You know, everybody obeys a white shirt. Me, I don't care. You got a white, beige, green, yellow shirt. It don't matter. You violate, I'm coming at your head. You know what I'm saying? So when he cracked my cell, that was like, all right, that was an invitation. Bet. Let's get it. So I put the beats on him before he even got the swing. But then he swung too, but it didn't make no sense because he was swinging while he was going down. He hit his head on the railing of the um of the, the gallery, he hit his head, and then the rest of the captains, they all jumped me. And then they maced me and whatever, beat me down in the cell, and then they sent me to Elmhurst Hospital. But, you know, that's the way, it, you know, back then, when you made a movie, you want to make a significant movie. So I was going after all white shirts. Like regular correction officers, nah. I wanted they they I wanted their watch commanders. I wanted their hierarchies because once you knock them out, that's when you get better better play in the system. And I love you. You still ain't telling. Like I'm, I, I found the guy. You still ain't tell us what happened with the guy. Oh, <laughs> oh my bad, my bad. I got into. Okay, so what happened with the Zodiac Killer was? Yeah. So I get on the gallery. They put me in um three cell. Three cell was three, four, five cell. It was a tank. Because the way they had NIC was if you was a celebrity, so they had um they had John Gotti in the first cell, and then they the feds came and got John Gotti, he was gone. Then they put Tupac in the first cell. Then Tupac got bailed out or something. I don't know what happened with Tupac. He disappeared. So one cell was empty. Two, three, and four was a tank. They left me in that tank by myself. Uh, five, six, and seven was John Royster. He's the Central Park rapist. Uh, eight, nine, and ten was the Zodiac Killer. Uh, Eleven, twelve, and thirteen was something O'Leary. He put a firebomb in the train in Harlem. Mm. He put a firebomb or something. And they had to evacuate the train and make people go through the tunnel and come out through some some stop there. He was there too. So now, when I got there, this dude had the nerve to ask me, what's my Zodiac sign? <laughs> so I'm like, what? I said, like, yo, ain't you Gladys, brother? Mm. He was like, who? I was like, man, don't play stupid, bro. All that copycat Zodiac shit you did, I don't care about that. Ain't you Gladys, brother? And then he was like, what Gladys? I said, your sister. <laughs> So he was like, how you know my sister? And I was like, don't worry about that. I'm from East New York, you heard? And he stood quiet. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to eat him. You know why I'm going to eat him? I'm going to eat him because he's going to get about a 1,000 years and nobody's going to do nothing to him because they're going to keep him in PC. Hmm. So when he came out for the shower one day, I ate him on from the neck on the shoulder because I couldn't get his face because when I reached out through the boss, he we, he tried to weave it. So I got him on the neck 
and on the shoulder over here on the arm. Then he went to Attica now and he's gay. So he's he's um part petitioning how they say petitioning for males to have hormone shots in the penitentiary. And he turned gay, which was crazy because his boyfriend is Teardrop. Teardrop was a Latin King dude that turned bad because he burned the little girl or something like that. He was a bad boy Latin King. You know, Latin Kings have a little sector called Bad Boys. And they burned the little girl because the little girl was getting brought home by them. And I guess they just went OD'd on her and she caught her. She fainted. They thought she died. But she didn't die. They put her in a rug, put the rug on fire, burnt her. That's why he came to. I cut Teardrop too. And then what happens was him and Teardrop, the Zodiac and Teardrop, met in Attica and became lovers. <laughs> That's crazy. So who's the, who's the second famous person? You named three people. Oh, uh, Mark Chapman. Who's Mark Chapman? That's the dude that shot John Lennon. Um, oh, I yeah, yes, yes, yes. You I, cut him before. Nah, I didn't cut him. I, I knocked his ass out. What happened with him was... I came to Attica, and he was working the receiving room. Right now, he's in Wendy's Correctional Facility. But he was working the receiving room, and when you come to the receiving room, you don't get your property. Mm -hmm. they, your property <clears throat> got to go through a scan, which means they got to search your property or whatever. So he took, like, two shirts <coughs> out of my property. I don't know why, because he was getting mad, like, mad letters and and all kinds of stuff. I don't know why he steal my shirt. Maybe because when I was in Comstock, I was getting L.L. Bean shirts and stuff like that. And when I go to Attica and they see L.L. Bean shirts and all that, they're like, this guy got the exclusive. So he stole like two shirts. And uh, I didn't know who stole it at first until I saw him in the mess hall. Because he never used to eat in the mess hall. He used to go to the mess hall, get his food, and go back to the receiving room. He used to eat with the COs. Hmm. They loved him. In Attica, what shit? He was like, they was he was like they pet. So um, um, he was there and whatever, and I saw him with the shirt on, and I passed him one day and I said, yo, um, while he was coming to get his food, I was like, yo, that's a nice shirt, man. Where you get that shirt from? He looked at me because he was racist, so he looked at me. He's like, I don't talk to Spicks. I was like, ah, right, no doubt. And um, what I what happened was I knew that he had to come for the receiving room one day to bring, because you get a little tag, and they bring you the tag that's the proof of your per your property. And when he came, I just wilded out on him. I just started beating the shit out of him. I got sent to yo. I, he had so much power in that jail. I got sent to the snake pit. They beat the crap out of me, and they kicked me out of the jail because they loved him. You know what I'm saying I don't know what was the problem with him. What, what, who was the now? Who was the other person that you said? Um, the third person. Let me see. So, uh, John Royster. I cut John Royster. And John Royster was who? The Central Park Rapo. His son, his father was a Rapo. John Royster Senior. Yeah, I saw that. John Royster. Jr. And then you got John Royster Junior, who also became a Rapo. So he was right next to me. He was in my next tank. So what I did was I didn't actually cut him. I sent someone else to cut him. Got it. Yeah, I didn't cut him myself physically. I sent someone else to cut him. Because what happened was they put my man, Corey Jackson, in there. And when they put him in there, I let him know, yo, son, you in there with a rapo. Hmm. He was like, what? I was like, yeah, son, there's a rapo, man. He's the elevator rapist 
in Queens that was raping the, the ladies in the in that big city bank building over there. Word. So he went and cut him. Wop. And they took Corey Jackson out of there and took him out of there. Yo, so for those who, who or maybe missed the first time you was up here or, you know, um, anybody that, you know, usually we do our show, we, we start off with the with the intro and we start off with the history, but we kind of did things different today. You know what I'm saying? So now that we got, the, got all that out the way, we got all the craziness out the way, I want to go back now to um, before Wildcat was Wildcat. You know what I'm saying? So take us back, you know, where you from? I'm from East New York, Brooklyn. Born and raised. Born and raised. Um, but I also was raised in Queens. Mm. Um, I was raised from from East New York. You know what I'm saying? My parents, you know what I'm saying? They moved to Richmond Hill. Okay. So I was um, born within the Brooklyn side of Liberty right. and the Queens, Queens side, of side of Liberty. You know, and what happened was, you know, I kept getting kicked out of schools in Brooklyn. They kept sending me to schools in Queens. You know what I'm saying? So that's why, like, I went to junior high school in Queens. I went to high school in Queens. Mm. Um, my parents had moved to Queens. You know what I'm saying? But me coming from where I came from, I always kept going back to my hood. You know what I'm saying? But, I, you know, I stood in Queens for a while, too, to, you know what I'm saying, um, know Queens by heart. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, growing up in those times, it was in between Queens and Brooklyn. Queens and Brooklyn. So you was a wildcat from, from young. <clears throat> yeah, I'm going to say it was a traumatic. One traumatic experience is what really broke me out. Mm. Um. Um, rest in peace, my grandmother. She just, uh, she just, ra she, <clears throat> excuse me. She just raised, she raised me, mm -hmm. and she just passed away um, about sixty days ago. Oh wow, that's absolute. What happened was my grandmother at the time, rest in peace. Um, I was about nine years old, and um, somebody rang the doorbell. My grandmother answered. And when my grandmother answered, um, it was two dudes with guns. Mm. Um, they sat her down on the couch. One had the gun to her head. But they didn't see me. They didn't know where I was at. I saw what was going on, and I guess instinctively I, I hid under the table. Um, they came in the kitchen. They didn't see nobody. Went back to asking her where the money was at. Like, they knew my grandfather was making bread. Um, so they came there with the intentions to get that bread by all means necessary. So uh, me being a nine-year-old kid, I'm looking at it like, yo, this is crazy, yo. Like, they're going to kill my... Because I, I was considered... I considered my grandmother like my mother. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? She was raising me. So I'm saying to myself, all right, so I... When they went back in the room, um, when they when they went back in the room, um, I I went outside to the yard and hid under one of those like beach beach um, chairs that they had. They didn't see me, so they went back inside. They were searching the house to see where the money was at. Once I knew that was in the house, I climbed over the fence to the neighbor, and I told the neighbor what was going on. And I guess him and my grandfather had some type of arrangement or whatever he went right to the front door with his gun mm. and when he went to the front door with his gun he, he just opened the door and walked in on them dudes it's two dudes and he told him he's like yo i i think he gave him bread though i'm not sure but i know he talked to them and and they were gone 
you know, um, it was a traumatic experience for me because, you know, um, I'm watching this as a nine-year-old. I'm watching the guns on my grandmother's head, and I'm watching, you know, I'm saying, damn, man, they might kill my grandmother, and I want to do something. But, you know, I'm nine years old. There's not really much I can do, you know what I'm saying? I don't got no guns. I don't got, I feel, I feel impowerful. I feel like I can't do nothing. That's why I hopped over the fence and told the neighbor. And then he went in there and did whatever he did, and that just quelled the situation. But after that scenario there, I already knew how cold the world was. Mm. At least from my standpoint, from what I just saw. I just, this is my this is my mom's, I consider, and people got guns to her head ready to kill her over something they don't know is even in the house. Mm. And from then on, I just was like, you know what? If people are that heartless, why should I have a heart? You know what Where I'm saying? Where were your parents at? Where were your parents at? Um, they used to live on 129th between um, 107 and 109. I mean, what happened between your parents where your, your, your grandmother had to raise you? You guys? Oh, you what know? happened was um, I was too much of a problem. You know what I'm saying? Um, I was getting kicked out of schools. You know what I'm saying? I was getting kicked out. I got kicked out of high school twice. I got kicked out of junior high school twice. Before that, though, like before you, you said you were um, raised by your grandmother at nine. Yeah, my, my mom couldn't handle me. What happened was she had me and my brother. Mm -hmm. And I was just wilding out. And I was causing conflict in the house because the problem was that, like, for example, I went, I think it was fifth grade or fourth grade. I took off my belt. Because my parents used to whip me with the belt. So the teacher called me to the front. She said, you know, you're doing a whole lot of racket back there talking. Stick out your hand. And I was like, stick out my hand? She said, yeah, stick out your hand. So I stuck out my hand. She hit it with the ruler. Bah! I was like, bitch, you can't hit me. And I took off my belt, and I started doing all the stuff my parents did. Mm. I was... Doing this with the belt yeah, to her, like, <laughs> you can't hit me. And I'm hitting the desk and all that. She jumps up. She's like, go to the office. And I'm like, go to the office. You just hit me. And I'm ready to wild on her. And they came and they, um, I guess they heard the commotion. They came, took me out the room, took me to the principal's office. And they had me going to see, like, psychologists and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, because they knew that my household was chaotic. Like, my parents, my pops and moms used to fight all the time. They didn't get along. Um, me and my brother were were opposites. Mm -hmm. You know, my brother eventually ended up going to the Army and all that, but we was just opposites. You know, I liked those scary movies and all that in the night. He didn't. He was the type like, yo, why you putting that scary stuff on? I can't go to the bathroom. I'm peeing in the bed. I'm the type, though. When they ain't looking, I will raise the contrast so you can see the picture. Because if, if you lower it, it's dark. You know what I'm saying? So when they come and look down at the door, oh, there's no light on in there. They sleep. Mm -hmm. They go back in their room. I raise that back up. I'm watching the Twilight Zone, Tales from the Dark Side, Monsters. I'm watching all this scary stuff. And I'm addicted to it now. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I can't say that that was a, like, um... And influence, I'm just going to say that I had no fear. So because I had no fear, I was just running around. I was having fights already at in the fourth grade, third grade, having fights, come with the black eye. And that's why my grandfather was like, yo, we're going to put him in the box. Mm. 
He's a pretty boy. He's going to have problems growing up because he's a pretty boy. We're going to put him in the box, let him make some money fighting. So your mom and dad was, was, was together for how long before they... before They uh... They were together for like 20 years maybe. And then your, your dad, did he, he leave or...? Yeah, they broke up while I was in prison. What happened was while I was in prison, um, they just fell apart. And then that was it. I got a kite from both of them. Mm. I got a kite from my mom saying it's over between me and your father. I got a kite from my father saying it's over between me and your mother. So between their grief, it made my bit harder because now I couldn't communicate with neither one. Right. If I communicate with my father, my mother be mad at me. If I communicate with my mother, my father be mad at me. So I didn't communicate with nobody. So I lived off the land mm. because I was like, you know what? I don't want to be caught in the middle of them two. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather come home and then, you know, we face to face and I can, I can share my feelings on what's going on. Then I'm in a phone in the correctional facility talking about, yo, I'm saying, what, what's going on? And I can't see what's going on. Right, right. Because when you're doing a bid, you can't go through that. So I just had to evacuate everybody from my life. So the what, same way they evacuated me. Because when they sent me to my grandma's house, right, right. they basically was like, yo, we can't deal with you, so you got to go. I'm going to ask you that, too. That's my next question. So, like, what, what was the last straw that made you made them send, you know, go to your grandma's house? I think it was the lunchbox incident. I had, a, I had an incident in school. What happened was my mom's... And pops, you know, I come from low income, so mm. they bought me the lunch box that was a, aluminum. So with all the rain, the rainy days and stuff, my edges on my aluminum lunch box, when I opened the door, it was like opening the door to a haunted house. So I was getting wrecked on. Like I, <laughs> I'm opening the lunch box to get a granola bar, an apple, or whatever, a sandwich, or whatever my mom's made, mm. but it's going. And then now I'm getting wrecked on. So now I can't take that. Right. So I took the lunchbox and banged Shorty over the head. And I didn't know I bust her <laughs> wide open. <laughs> oh my God. You know, I gave her like five stitches or whatever. And so after that, mom's like, that's it? Yeah. Grandma's crib? Yeah, after that, my mom was like, yo, he's wilding out. I can't control him. But my grandmother was like, because my grandmother must have saw something that she was doing wrong. So my grandmother was like, send him to me. So they sent me over there. So I was living with my grandmother. Hmm. Why, but why did they feel your house was dysfunctional? Were you being abused? Yeah, they felt I was being abused because, let me tell you something, my parents had me kneel on cheese graters. Wow. You had to kneel on cheese graters with your hands on your head for about an hour. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? You got hit with extension cords. You got burnt. I got a burn on my stomach right now. You know where that burnt was from? I used to be outside playing manhunt. And I get hungry, and I and I, I smell the food. Even though she was on the fourth floor, I could smell her food downstairs. And I run up, and I see she's not there. And I go and I grab a piece of meat from the from the pot, and she'll be tight. And one day she caught me, and when she caught me, she took the whole frying pan and all that with the meat frying on it, and hit me in the stomach with it, and burnt me. I got a mark right here on my stomach from that. Damn. She burnt me on the stomach. You know what I mean? So, and I ain't going to lie. I never touched that pan that again. That was it. <laughs> that was it. But at the same time, I was like, I'm going through a sequence a sequence of tortures that's really related to slaverism. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, this is what they did to slaves to make them obedient. They, they beat them. You know what I'm saying? And 
I was going through that because my parents were old fashioned and they was like, you know, we got to spank him and we got to beat him down because he's not listening. But it only made me more rebellious because now when I went to my grandmother's, my grandmother, you know, she gave me, she, my grandmother actually slowed me down. Yeah. But I had so much freedom living with my grandmother that I got into more stuff. But do you think in retrospect that it was abuse? I mean, getting burned with a frying pan is crazy. You know what I mean? But do you think it was abuse? Like, I was abused. Were you? Was that the worst that happened to you? Because kneeling on cheese graters is crazy as well. Hmm. But, like, in retrospect, because a lot of times I got in trouble as a kid, and, you know, I'll save that for my story, but when I think about it, I'm like, I did give a lot of trouble, but some things go too far. Like, was those the worst things you went through, or you went through things worse, more worse, that's like, yo, for it, it's abuse? I went through worse than that. I mean, there was times where, I ain't gonna lie, I'll, I'll never forget this day. I was about 14 years old. I was fighting with a dude that was 19. We was fighting over a girl in the supermarket. It was crazy because here it is, like maybe 10 years later, I ended up doing time because of the same situation. I ended up doing mm-hmm. mad time for a triple shooting over the same situation. But, you know, one day I was at the store, this girl liked me, you know what I'm saying? So we did our thing. I didn't know she had an ex-boyfriend that was jealous and he was 19. Me and him fought, I, I lost. You know what I'm saying? Because I was beating him in the first, but my confidence wasn't high enough, and and he got me in the end. Anyway, so I got a black eye. So I'm coming home with a black eye, and guess what? Because I'm coming home late, my pops is hiding behind the door. So the minute I, oh, I turn the key and I go inside, mm-hmm. that's it. He's wilding on me. Ping, 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 ping. So we, so I just finished fighting a 19-year-old. Now I'm fighting a 30-year-old. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, yo, what the fuck, yo? Wow. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't getting no break. So my father failed me because he didn't take the time to sit down with me and talk to me. He felt that the only way to rectify me was to beat me. You know what I'm hmm. saying? And to, uh, you know, like the plantation. I'm going to say the plantation mentality. The plantation mentality is beat them until they obey. And that was his that was his mentality. This is why I would never hit a kid. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I know what it did to me. So I would not hit a kid. I would sit down, talk to them, and I don't care if they smack me. But at the end of the day, I'm like, oh, you, you, got your, you got it off? All right, listen, let me tell you something. You know what I'm saying? That's what... I didn't have when I was a kid. Nah, it was none of that. It was no talking. My pops like, you coming home after ten? It's on and popping. We breaking down the whole house, and that's how it used to happen. I'll come in after ten. My pops be hiding behind the door. I mean, the first time he got me, mm-hmm. but now I'm expecting it. So now when I'm coming in, I'm opening the door and I'm coming in swinging now, because I know he's behind the door. So I open up the door and the lock. And the minute I open the door, I'm swinging from from around because I already know he's behind the door. So me and him, we breaking up the whole house. You know, my mom's is, is screaming, stop, stop, stop. They're going to call the police. They're going to call the police. And it got to the point where me and my pops where he got some guy that was his friend. And because, you know, we used to play basketball on the side of the building. I used to live on 115th Street and 107th Avenue. 
and we used to play basketball on the side of the building. That was my building. I ran that building. Um, I made money out that building and everything. And that's on 107 Avenue in Queens. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, you know, it got to the point where he got this guy, big diesel dude, he comes, breaks down the hoop. You know, we made it out of milk crate. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? We made an old-fashioned <laughs> basketball. But we used to have fun. Yeah, we used to have a lot of fights. But it's cool. I was winning all the fights. You know what I'm saying? Every time we had a fight, some dude come from some other area. We had dudes come from Foch. We had dudes that used to come from Hillside. We used to have dudes that used to come from, um, uh, what's that? What's that? Uh, back there in the back, well, one four second in Rockaway. Mm -hmm. We had different dudes that used to come play ball over there, and we used to get into fights. You know what I'm saying? Cause they from that area, we from this area, and it was a fight thing. You know what I mean? But it was cool. I was boxing. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't mind. But when he brought this big diesel dude, he just came. Took down the rim with his, <laughs> broke the whole shit down. <laughs> I'm over here looking at the dude like, what? He didn't know. I was packing. I had a 38 right in the garbage can. <clears throat> so when he came, took down the hoop, I went right in the garbage can, pulled out the 38. Like, yo, son, you're going to put that back up. I'm popping your top off. <laughs> so the big dude, he was like, look, shorty, put that down. I'm like, I ain't putting, you think I'm playing? <laughs> I shot in the air. My pops came out the car. <laughs> so he blew his own spot up Cause he comes out the car And I look like Oh word This is your man You sent this dude for me For mm. your son I will pop this dude right But he ran And You know I shot at my pops I started shooting at him What You know what I'm saying So we started shooting And whatever Wow You know what I'm saying Um, I started shooting at him He ain't had no gun I, I had the gun I shot at him Shot um, at him to hit him Or just shot to scare him I just shot you know what I mean? I, you know, I was mad, but I know if I would have hit him, I would have been regretful. But even though he was so so mean and so messed up to me, I would have been regretful. You know what I'm saying? On freestyle. Mm. But yeah, I shot at him, and he ducked or whatever, went in the car, drove off. They called the cops on me. You know what I'm saying? I, I really expected that, so I ran away. You know, I ran away for like about a year and a half. And then um. You know, I came back or whatever, and then the complaint was gone. And, you know, he told me, he was like, yo, listen, man, you're going to have to stay with my moms. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay there. Because at that time, he was giving me an option to come back home. <clears throat> and I was like, all right, I was thinking about it. But after that incident right there, that shit, I was like, no, nah, I'm staying with my grandmother because this is not going to work. We're going to keep on fighting. Next thing you know, I'm going to kill him. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to kill him. So you they were I mean? abusive, basically. Yeah, they were. He was abusive. Like my mom's was more of an instigator. My pops was more of the, the dude that, he laid that the, the the sledgehammer down. You know what I'm saying? So. And they're both Puerto Rican. Yeah, my moms and pops were both Dominican. Dominican, pardon me, pardon me. Yeah, pardon they're Dominican. Me, yeah. So, like they was old school Dominican. Mm. You know, a lot of Dominican fam parents now, and I see it. They don't do that to their kids. You know what I'm saying? But my. My parents, or my pops, should I say, he was different. He was like on some, he was on some Adolf Hitler stuff. You know what I'm saying? He wanted rule, control, by all means necessary. And me, I was always rebellion. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I'll take, I'll take my whipping, and keep on thinking the way I want to think. You know what I'm saying? And like after that incident with the dude, where he got this big dude to take down the rim, 
I guess he started to respect me more because now he's like, yo, this dude's crazy. He had a gun right in the garbage can. You know what I'm saying? Loaded. You know what I'm saying? Because the only reason I didn't kill the dude was because I was looking at it like he's the doger. Right. You know, I really wanted to fight him, to be honest with you, but everybody was like, yo, don't fight that big dude. You're not going to win. I was like, yo, I'll, I'll fight him. I'll knock his ass. I was talking mad crap to him. And he looked like he wanted to come at me, but the minute I went in that garbage can, pulled out that 38, he was like, oh, wait a minute, and he was out. Hmm. So the only one that's really left was my pops and him. My pops and me. And, um, you know, it got to the point where my mom's like, yo, they started sending me to Spofford. They started sending me to NSD, which is non-secure detention, where they send you to Beach House. And that's when I knocked out. Matter of fact, another no notable knockout was uh, Mr. Biggs from um, Planet Rock. Mr. Biggs from Planet Rock used to work in Pyramid House in the Bronx. You mean um, Mr. Biggs? Not Ron Isley. You said Planet Planet Rock. You mean you mean from, from Africa Bambada? Africa oh, Zulu yeah. Nation. Zulu Nation. So Mr. Biggs, mm -hmm. if you look on their Planet Rock, it's going to be Africa Bambada. And and matter of fact, one of the songs they go, Mr. Big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him. He used to work uh, in okay. Pyramid House in the Bronx. Hmm. And they had some like shock thing for juveniles. And I just wasn't trying to hear that shock shit. You you had a you had to um, fold your mattress, your 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 sheets a certain way at the corners. And I wasn't trying to hear none of that. So they was kicking me out of the program. He got a little aggressive with me, so I just started pummeling on him. And um, I got kicked out of Pyramid House and then sent me to um, Industry, which was a DFY facility in Rochester, um, close to Henrietta Road. And um, that, you know, but but back then you have to look at it. It's like everything to solve a situation was through physical violence. Hmm. And this is what you grew up knowing. It ain't like now. You got kids now, they grow up thinking more conscious because now you got some parents certain parents they don't touch their kids right they, they talk to them. i didn't have that my mine was a was a dead arm or straight right or uppercut or a hook <laughs> or a cheese grater or a frying pan that was like 190 degrees or mm. getting hit with a high heel or or an extension cord that was supposed right. to be on the Christmas tree, but it ends up whipping <laughs> you in your back. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So it's a different scenario when you're going through these things mm. than it is when <clears throat> when someone is talking to you and you're still not comprehending what they're saying. Now, do you feel like you know um, you kind of things got worse for you because your past and and your, what you've been through? Did, like, like, do you do you do you feel like it was no turning back? You know what I mean? Like, did you feel like it was no no time to sit back and think and try to make things right for yourself or go to positive way. Like, did, did you feel like it was too much over the years? You was like, yo, fuck it, I'm, I'm, I'm going crazy. And that's it, you know what I'm saying? All, all the crimes and everything and all that. Whatever you got into after that, do you feel like it, it just, you, you feel like it was hopeless? You know what you I'm saying? Feel like it, 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 that's a great question. And I feel like, do you feel like it stemmed from the household issues that, you know, since I, I can survive this, I can survive anything? Yeah. Yeah, you could, you could say that because... It's like when my grandfather was training me to box. I was running around that track, yo. And I was running with my mouth open. And I started getting pains on my side. Mm -hmm. Because you're not supposed to run with your mouth open. You're supposed to breathe, breathe in your nose, your nose and out yeah. your mouth. Facts. 
Man, he wasn't trying to hear that. When I crawled, when I got down on my knees and I'm hurting on my side, he had a big piece of sugar cane. <laughs> and he used to hit me on my legs with that piece of sugar cane. Bah! Get up! Bah! Get up! And I had to get up and start running around that track, yo, with the pain in my side and everything. And, you know, it was crazy. Like, so the way I looked at it back then, it was like, it was like training camp. It was like, I'm, I was being trained to be a soldier, to be someone that is going to be free of love, free of emotion, free of pain. You're going to have none of that. You're just going to be a person that takes it and keeps coming. And then when I got into boxing, I used that. Mm-hmm. And I think that when I was boxing, because I ain't going to lie, every boxing fight that I had, no matter what the opponent looked like, no matter what the opponent looked like, he looked like my father. Mm. Wow. So I was going at my opponents like, I'm trying to take his head off. You know what I'm saying? Because I was still emotionally messed up by... You know, the treatment, you know what I'm saying? The 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 beatings, the abuse, you know what I'm saying? Um, I was still mentally traumatized by that. Mm. So I felt like now I'm a soldier. Hmm. I'm a rebel. Whatever comes my way, I have to destroy it. And that was my mentality until I kept going on in life. So what was your first major crime when did you first get arrested i got arrested i was 14 years old um i used to i used to uh catch the people that used to come out the atm banks um i used to catch people when they used to come out of Citibank on liberty avenue they used to be coming out of Citibank. i used to be across the street with binoculars and i used to watch to see how much money they take out of that machine and if I seen it, like, they taking out a lot of money, mm-hmm. then I would follow them and I would rob them. Mm-hmm. And what happened was one time, you know, I went with a person that's supposed to be my best friend. And um, we went out there and we robbed a couple or whatever. And he got knocked. Next thing you know, they come into my house knocking on the door. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering, like, what? And next thing I know, man, it's... it's the authorities, someone told the authorities a little too much information. They came and got me, and I ended up in Spofford. And I was locked up in Spofford for a year facing mm-hmm. that crime, which was why when I went to Spofford recently, which is why I, I was down in tears. You know what I'm saying? Um, I saw how they took down Spofford. <clears throat> they knocked it down, and when I looked in the gate, tears came down my eyes. I was like, wow. That was like my my come up. That was my training camp. My pops and them were my training camp. They just showed me how to withstand pain. Mm-hmm. But when I went to Spofford and I was fighting with the staff in there because they used to be choking people and all that. And I used to be fighting with them and they put me in E6. And I, then I saw the accolades from my mentality. Because I'm like, yeah, they respect me. That's why they put me in E6. Because they know if I go in any house, I'm attacking the staff. I'm knocking them out. We fight. You know what I'm saying? So they put me in E6. And that's what led me the wrong way. Because now, everything to me is a challenge. Everything to me is a challenge. If a CEO said, take off your clothes and strip. What you mean, take off my clothes and strip? Won't you take off your clothes and strip? That became a problem. 
Um, you go into this house. I go into the house. It's, I'm going to Rikers Island. I'm 16 years old. I'm on Rikers Island. Dude's telling me, yo, you can't use the phone. Like, what? Can't use the phone? Right away. Bing, 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 bing. I'm on them now. Because that's how I was. And I guess that's what gave me my stature in the prison system and make helped me rise in the prison system. But really, it was I had a dysfunction. You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't see the dysfunction then because the dysfunction became my biggest asset. Mm. But then when I don't need that asset no more, it's a dysfunction. Because you can use certain things at certain times. But when you don't need to use those things no more, then you see what the worth of those things are. You know, and that's what I started to see later on. And, you know, I spoke I speak to my pops nowadays. I spoke to him not too long ago. You know what I mean? We don't have long conversations or nothing like that. You know what I mean? But I talk to him. I tell him all the time, I say to me, you're dead. When people ask me about you, I say you're dead. About your mom. My mom's alive. My mom, you know, uh, I still, I still kick it with my mom's. Now, I, matter of fact, it's crazy. My mom's actually got angry with me on Christmas for what happened on Christmas, <laughs> and she went in on me. And then she was like, "You know, one thing about you is like you have so much problems, but you know how to get around them eventually, because you are able to sustain so much." Most people aren't. And I saw so many people kill themselves and go crazy. and Like A.D., for example. Rest in peace, Angel Diaz. Angel Diaz cut, um, killed that cop in the Bronx. And uh, right next door to me, he killed himself. Hmm. So I see how people <clears throat> rationalize with dysfunctions. My, rationali my rationalization with dysfunction was to attack. Hmm. And because... I was on attack mode. It's what made me more uh, prominent in the penitentiary. Did you ever feel like uh, committing suicide while you while you in penitentiary? Mm -hmm. When you locked up, did you ever feel like that's it? I can't I can't take it no more. You know what my version of suicide is? Mm. I'm going at an army with a knife and they got guns. Mm. My version of suicide is not putting a rope around my neck and hanging. So you wasn't afraid of death at one point. You didn't mind if somebody... Yeah, I'm not afraid of death. To this day, I'm not. What I'm saying is that when you go, when you think about killing yourself, the reason they say is a sin because your weakness is so big, you can't conquer it. So it is a weakness. You know, some people get stressed out to the point where they don't... You know, and this is one thing my girl used to tell me. Why you get angry so much? I said, because that is my defense mechanism. Some people may feel sad. Some people may be emotionally distraught. I don't know how to be that way. The only way I know how to be is attack mode. So if I'm emotionally distraught, I'm going to get mad, I'm going to slam things, I'm going to throw things, because that is my defense mechanism towards the potential of that situation making me so weak that I want to hang up or I want to do something to myself. So I'd rather be angry and smash a bottle against a wall or punch a wall or do something rather than do something to myself.
I have a couple more questions for you, you know, we, you know, uh, four more in the G Money Heads. Um, the first question I have for you is that, <clears throat> it's a two-part question. How much time did you do in all? And what was the, what, break down what happened that led you to do that much time? All right. And all together, I did 17 years. In the 17 years that I did, um, what led me to be, you mean what, what led me to be the way I was in prison? No, or let you do, the long, what was the longest stint you did? All right, so I did a decade. 10 years. 10 years. I did a decade for a triple shooting. Tell us what happened with the triple shooting. Bring us back to that day. What happened was... Um, you was charged with it already and everything, so we can't, like you can't, if you talk about something you won't, Causing any trouble, you everything was already. Was nah, I'm trip. good. That's all over with. Okay, cool. I did the time, I maxed out and all that. Okay, cool. Tell I can't appeal it or not. So what happened was, yeah, I can't appeal it. So, um, I was working in the supermarket in Astoria, Queens, across the street from Astoria Projects. Um, I was working there. I saw a girl I knew from Hillcrest. I'm mean, excuse me, Hillcrest. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I saw a girl that I knew from Hillcrest, and. Me and her, me and her was tight. Um, is, I, is this the same girl from from Hillcrest? Not the girl from before, and and um, we had a fight with the dude. No, no, girl. this was a different girl. This is a different girl. Okay. Because when I went to Hillcrest, I had a bunch of friends, and they were girls. Of you course know, you I, did. I like being around <laughs> girls because girls, to me, girls make better friends because you don't gotta be tough around. If you gotta be tough around a girl, it's because she's insecure. It's her insecurity and your toughness that makes her feel secure. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, I was always around girls because <coughs> girls is like they, they bring out the things that you don't like to show, but you're comfortable showing it to them than other dudes. So I had a clique of girls I used to be messing with in Hillcrest, and it just so happened that one day I'm working in the supermarket, Pioneers, and um, on 8th Street in the story, across the street from the projects, and um, I, she comes in. She sees me working. I'm working dairy. I got an apron on and everything. <laughs> I'm working in the dairy aisle. I'm I'm loading up the juices and the yogurts and stuff. She sees me. She goes, oh, my God. She's like, you work here? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, damn, man. I ain't seen you like in a year. She was like, yo, you don't go to Hillcrest no more? I'm like, nah, I got kicked out of there. She said, what happened? I was like, and I told her what happened and whatever. And we was kicking it. And then, you know, I kissed her and hugged her. And that was it. But I didn't know that she had a boyfriend or a husband. And he was looking and he got all jealous. Okay. So, you know, after I hugged her and she started to walk away, he comes to my aisle. He says, yo, you touch my girl again. I'm, I'm going to fuck you up. I look at this dude like, what? I'm like, yo, my dude, you know what? We could take this outside. Mm. So we go outside, and I pluck him out, knock him out. Knock him out cold, right in front of everybody. <laughs> now, remember, I'm not from a story of projects. <laughs> so that's a problem. Mm -hmm. Somebody from somewhere else come to your PJs, knocks you out in front of your friends and your girl. That's a problem. It's over. So... In the back of my mind, I had it. So I went to work strapped every day. I had my gun on me. I ain't going to lie. 
I went to go work strap because I already know that something's going to happen behind that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to stop working because I need to make money. You see what I'm saying? So I kept going to work, but I kept going to work with the hammer because I know something's going to happen. So a week, by, a week later, I don't know if I jinked myself or what, but a week later, I'm in the aisle. He comes in with three other dudes. They all got their hand in their jackets like, yo, what's up? I look at them like, what you mean, what's up, what's up? So they're like, yo, come outside. So now I'm thinking to myself, I already know, I go outside, it's on. Mm-hmm. But I can't stay in the store. Because if they start shooting, an innocent bystander is going to get hit. You know what I'm saying? And I got the, I have the option right now to avoid someone in the store getting shot. And, or, and me, rather than me getting shot. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, you know what? These people are innocent in here. They got nothing to do with this. I'm going to go outside. I got my hammer on me anyway. So I went out with my hand in my pocket, but my hand was on the gun. So I had my finger on the trigger, but I had an apron on because, you know, that's for the juice stuff don't get dirty on your clothes. So I had the apron on. So I go outside. I'm like, what's up? So he pulls out. Shoots But he had a big dog with him too So he distracted me Because I'm looking at the dog Like he's going to stick the dog on me A big rock wall And this thing was big as hell So I'm I'm, I'm gassed away Because I'm thinking The dog is going to bite me So I'm looking at the dog But meanwhile he pulls out and shoots And catches me here in the shoulder Graze me I pull out and I just shoot everybody Because I didn't know what I didn't know Who's going to start shooting or not? So I shot him. I shot his man. I shot another dude too. I shot them all. And the reason I did it was because I'm saying to myself, okay, suppose I shoot him and he got the gun. Mm-hmm. Suppose I shoot him and he got the gun. I don't know who got the gun. All I know is they all came together and they all come in here you know, with bad intentions. They coming to murk me because mm. they got guns on them. You know what I'm saying? So I just shot everybody. So now I'm looking at everybody on the floor and I'm like, oh. Here we go And I run You know And You know From there I caught a slashing I caught a cutting Because You know My co-defendant Got into some problems With some dudes And I went to the super To the store And I came out With a box of razor blades Cut dude And that dude told on me So I go to court And I'm going to court For the cutting And you know The 114th priest And they come and Come to Rikers Island, rearrest me, and they take me back to the to to the precinct. You know, I'm not saying nothing. I don't know nothing. You know what I'm saying? But they saying that, you know, um, because I acknowledged being there on that day, that was enough they needed to say that I'm the shooter. Wow. My lawyer did me dirty, and this is when I became more rebellious. Instead of my lawyer pleading justification. He pleads not guilty. I'm ignorant of the law at the time. So I don't know that what I'm doing is burning burning my bridges. Instead of going for penal law 30.15, which is justification, justifiable force in the event of uh, evident death or harm, mm. he goes with not guilty like I didn't do it. And I'm telling him, yo, I shot him. <laughs> I shot all three. But I had to. Self-defense. <clears throat> But he's telling me plead not guilty. 
Wow. This is when I knew you can't trust the lawyers now because the lawyers is they working with the with the prosecutor. Hmm. That's what I'm thinking. Like, why would he? You know, because that's that's something self defense. I mean, you having a gun is not. You know. At the end of the day, I w- listen. There's no self defense in New York State. I heard. But there is justification. So under Penal Law 30, 35.15, it states that you are, you can use justifiable force in the event of imminent harm or death. Meaning if I walk out here, somebody was to do something, and I pull out and I shoot him, I'm going to say what? Say so he can't kill me, so I had to do what I had to do. They can justify it. Mm-hmm. And it's justifiable. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's, a, it's like self-defense, but it has a law meaning to it. It has a more scope to it than self-defense and he didn't do that even after i told him he still didn't do that he made me and now the judge started to notice when everybody's taking the stand he's like yo all these guys are coming on the stand talk about how to hold a gun like this and how the gun that he had was a was a a, a 32 and and how you know what kind of gun i had if you you know what i'm saying so the judge is seeing this but his back is against the wall so he was like Technically, for this type of case, a person would get 12 and a half to 25 or 75 because three people got shot. It gave me 10 years. And was I supposed to do those 10? No, I was supposed to do eight and a third. But because now I'm, I'm, in, I'm in my zone, I'm catching new cases, I end up doing the whole 10. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> so this was, what year was this that you went in? Um... I actually came through in 93, went up north, and then came back down on work release. And this happened while I was on work release. Mm. That's where I met Shaquel at, because we was on work release, and I was doing a five and two. Five days out, two days in. Because back then, you could have robbery, murder. Mario Cuomo, rest in peace. Shout out Mario Cuomo. He had it where it doesn't matter what your crime is, you could be eligible for work release. Mm. And what does work release mean? Work release means that you come, and like, for example, you got 10 years. You can do five years and do the other five or do three of them or two of them on work release where you're out for five days and you got to work in society and be a part of society and show pay stubs and be locked up two days or... You can wait till your time is up and do parole. Dang. So those are the two options. Those are the two options that you had back then. And I know you, I know you talked about this before, um, but just walk us through what, why you turned blood, or what made you turn blood. It was crazy because and the year. Um, I came home at the end of '94, beginning of '95. Mm-hmm. Um, what happened was. I was all my name was already ringing, so OG Mac was like, he was the scout. He's like, yo, I gotta get this dude here because he already he's already hearing about me. You know what I'm saying? He's already hearing. I'm I'm hitting all these famous dudes. I was clout chasing. I was clout chasing with a razor blade. That's what I was. You know, when they when they be on the end and they talk about they clout chasing, I be laughing. I'm like, yeah, that ain't clout chasing. <laughs> I'm going to show you what clout chasing was. So anybody, for example, you had the dudes that did the money train thing. Um, Teff and them. They, they, uh, they did the money train thing where they did the the oil and 
and hit the person and put the person on fire. Hmm. Yeah, you you what you do is you tell them, yo, give me all the money, but you you spread you you spray the oil through the slot where the the cars go through, and it goes all over them. So the next thing you you know, um, if you light a match, they they going on fire in that booth. Hmm. So, but they learned that from the Money Train movie. That's where that came from. So they went and did that or whatever, and um, they burned him. So one of the co-defendants that was no good, that was telling, I washed him up. You know what I'm saying? And um, from then on, I started to hear, yo, Wildcat, yo, Wildcat ate son? Damn, son, that's the son for the money train. Yo, Wildcat knocked son out? That's the nigga that killed John Lennon. Oh, shit, your Wildcat got the Zodiac. And, and I, so it became a um, fever, and it became a high. Mm. I liked it, these accolades. So now anytime I see, so, what's your case? For example, in OBCC, well, um, I know y'all saw the thing with Pimp, right? Yeah. When Pimp was talking about I climbed over the gate. <clears throat> the reason I climbed over the gate to get that dude, because that dude shot his girl. Killed her while she was pregnant. She died, but the baby lived. Wow. And um, he was from Ozone Park. And I knew a lot of people that was from that area at that time. So I was like, you know what? Took off the handcuff with the key. And I climbed over the fence, jumped over the bow wires, and jumped in and tore his ass. I cut him like nine times in there. But I got gassed, of course, and beat down, as always. But I was clout chasing. I ain't gonna lie. I was clout chasing. Mm. But I was clout chasing from a different perspective. I was clout chasing all these dudes that was making <laughs> headlines for all these heinous crimes. I was coming at them. Like for example, you got that jogger recently, right? Uh, Matrano, whatever her name is, the jogger that got killed in Ozone Park. The dude uh, raped her and murdered her. Mm -hmm. Rest in peace to her and. Condolences to her family. Right. If I was in, if I was in there, I would have been got him. Because that was my thing. My thing was I'm going. I'm cloud chasing. Mm. I'm, I'm going after all these dudes with names that got all these foul ass crimes. When did you join the Bloods though? So how that happen? So OG Mac was like, I gotta get Wildcat, but me and him never got into the same spot. So here I'm in HDM One B with Wayno. And Wayno put that work in. He see me put that work in. And then it was one day me and Magoo went to court. And when we went to court, because um, everybody was already telling him, like, your wildcat is that truth. But I guess Wayno, he's a very, very well-groomed type of leader type person. And he wanted to see if what he heard was true. So me and Magoo went to court. And we was in a bullpen next to this dude that had came from up north and was snitching on some other dude. So I'm in, we in the next pen, and I'm like, yo, Goo, you heard that? Because the lawyer was talking to him not knowing that we in the pen next door. Because the way we used to stay in the pen, it wasn't like the regular people. Regular people, they would sit in the pen with nothing. Us, when we in the pen with handcuffs, chain. Um, the handcuffs go on the loop of the chain. Another chain go from here, go to your leg irons. And we used to stay like that for hours in the bullpen. Sometimes for like 10 hours. Mm. Just like that. 
and we eat our sandwich, we'd be like reaching to eat our sandwich, we'd be eating our sandwich like that. Peanut butter, you know, nasty peanut butter sandwich, you throw it in the ceiling, never comes down. You know what I'm saying? So we be in there eating all that stuff, but we heard um the lawyer tell him, listen, your cooperation was fully needed. Uh your time reduction should be taken in effect the minute you go. So they telling him, like, from what he did, what's going to happen. And we're next door. I'm like, where is this a rat? I'm like, nah, son. We getting him on the bus because it was already late at night. So what was happening is it was already late at night. So it, what was happening is we, we, we already know. We all going on that same. And that was the last time I ever rode a, a correctional bus. After that, we was going with, with some correctional <clears throat> army. So when we get on the bus, I'm telling Goo, I'm like, yo, what's up? We gonna eat them? Magoo was like, hell yeah. I'm like, I bet. So the back of the bus had all girls. So I had one girl that liked me, and Magoo had one girl that liked him. So I went to my girl, and he went to his girl, and we and I, they weren't all girls. We just met these chicks. We don't know these chicks from holding the wall. We just, how you say it? We're deputizing them right now. You know what I'm saying? So what we did was we deputized them, and they started wilding out in the back in the back of the bus. While they wilding out in the back of the bus, me and Magoo was in the front was like, yo, we're going to eat them. We ate some. We ate them. We came out of our cuffs. We ate them. Wop, wop, wop. We come like five, six times. The police that was, um, you had two police. You had one that drives and one that sits there with a gun. He couldn't do nothing because he can't shoot through the through the mesh gate. So he was like, yo, y'all got to stop, stop. They put the sirens on, which means that now they can go through the toll booth. They could go around cars. They could do whatever they want. Once that siren is on, they're allowed to cut traffic. And they cut traffic and everything to rush all the way to Rikers Island to take that dude out, send him to the hospital, and beat me and Magoo down. They beat us down. I mean, we put a... We put everything. We put everything up. So after you did that, and then Wayno. Then we, oh yeah, after that, I came. I came back. We came back, and then Wayno was like, "Yo, yo, cat, you ain't getting away with it this time." And he sent me the lessons. So when he sent me it, I read it. Si, rest in peace. Si was trying to get me first when I was in the fall building before I turned adult. Because mm -hmm. I had came down from upstate So SI had the red bandana on And I'm like yo what's that You know what I'm saying I remember Colors I remember the movie Colors So I'm like yo what's up You on your Colors thing He's like yo this is the movement right now He said yo you gotta come through Man I gotta get up I'm gonna be the one to get you But I went to two, two upper and I, and I ate two dudes up there And then I went to one upper And me and Mike Mike got into it up there and they said, you know, they kicked me out of the fall building. They sent me to the HDM. And um, when they sent me to HDM, that was it. I just went ham because now it's adults. Why didn't you join the Latin Kings? The reason I joined the Latin Kings was because I never was raised in a Hispanic or Spanish um, atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Yes, my mother and father were Dominican. And yes, we spoke Spanish in my household. But the problem with the Latin King situation at that time was that I didn't want to I, I didn't want to join something that was becoming way too oppressive towards people that I deal with. Like they had it to it was only about their kind, and I never was raised about any kind. Mm. 
I was raised about, yo, whoever's your man is your man. Don't matter who he is, black, white, Spanish, green, yellow, don't matter. That's your man. That's the way I was. That, at, at least one thing I could say about my parents, they didn't install any type of separative or racist um, separation towards me. They never taught me that way. They always taught me that you look at people for the way they are, not the way they look like. So I was always like that. So when I, I went to the Ford building in 1993, and when I went to the house, you know, I was trying to use the phone. Dude was like, yo, you can't use the phone. Mm -hmm. I was like, why I can't use the phone? He was like, yo, you can't use the phone, bro. You king? I was like, no, nah, I'm not king. He said, you can't use the phone. You got to wait till later on. Or you got to wait till the morning, and you got to use it from, I think he said from like 8 to 12 or something like that. I said, what? I said, yo, who run the phone then? He was like, I do. So I just stole on it. Bing, 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 bing. So that after that day, they were supposed to have a TOS on me, which terminate on site. So I'm hearing about this TOS thing. I'm like, what? All right, now I'm going to hunt y'all down. See, y'all want to play games. I'm going to hunt y'all down. Everywhere I go, I see y'all, I'm going to hunt y'all down. And that's what I did. I started hunting them down. Until they got to the point where they was like, Yo, who is this wildcat dude, man? He's like really banging our, our peoples up. And I I got a kite from my man who was a king. His name was King Smash. Mm -hmm. And he was from East New York. And he hit me up and he was like, yo, cat, you wildin', son. He was like, yo, listen, don't let a few a few dead birds spoil it for a bunch of live ones. Because Supra was my man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But me, I was like, I'm on survival mode right now. I'm like, yo, they put a TOS on me. I'm not playing. I'm, everything I see, don't wear no bees. I'm I'm pop. So I just was going in on them. Every time I saw them, I was going in. I was going in. I was going in. To the point where they was like, yo, he done, he done blast like a whole, too many of us now. Hmm. And then every time somebody joined them, like I had that dude Lace. I had, I had that dude Lace. Mm-hmm. And he was part of the Wild Cowboys, but then he turned Latin King, you know what I'm saying? And because he turned Latin King, that was the reason why I cut him. Mm. Not because he was a snitch with the Wild Cowboys, because the majority of the Wild Cowboys, they were all snitching. Right. Yeah, they all started snitching, you know what I mean? With all the bodies that they had, they all started snitching. And that's the reason why I never joined no Dominican gang was because a lot of Dominicans that was coming through, even though they was putting work in, they were snitching. Mm -hmm. So I, I just, I couldn't deal with that. You know what I mean? I have love for my culture and my people, but that group of people didn't signify what we stand for, and that's why I stayed away. Mm, gotcha. And then the kings, like I said, they was just oppressive because they were so big that now they like, yo, this is our, this is our stuff now. And when you get into that mentality, then you're going to, differentiate yourself and alienate yourself from everybody else. Right. And that's what happened. You know what I'm saying? That's why I started going at them. You know what I mean? Um, everywhere I went, I started going at law library, yard, uh, court. It didn't matter. Anytime I see you, you repping that, I'm coming for your head. And then mm. after a while, they did a peace treaty with me where they was like, yo, listen, how we? How about we do this and that, blah, blah, and the third. And I was like, I bet. And then we never had no beef after that. You know what I'm saying? Actually, I mess with a, a bunch of them now that's cool with me. 
But back then, because they, like I said, majority rules, it turns the situation oppressive because if you got the majority of people and they feel that they comfortable, this is our comfort right. zone, right. we're going to do whatever we want. You know what I'm saying? And that's what makes for oppression oppression. When you feel that because you have a group of people behind you that you could do anything you want without being courteous of other people's feelings. Mm. Okay, so you know, before we wrap things up, you know, you came home this year. Yeah, March nine, nine five. Oh, 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 now yeah, from from prison. Yeah, yeah, came home this year. So, if 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 Wildcat could have it, Wildcat's way, what would it be like? What what do you? What's some of your goals right now since since you've been home? Like, what are you trying to do now moving forward? Um, I'm trying to help the youth mm -hmm. because you don't have that big brother no more on the block no more. Right. And they then now the youth are looking to the parents. If you look at most of the youth, they're getting bred by the mother. You know, the father's always out the way. Mm -hmm. The mother's always there with the kid. Even if she got to be grimy about it, she's still going to keep the kid. She's not going to want the father to take the kid unless it's a mutual agreement between the mother and the father. Right. So most of these kids are raised by the mother. And when you have a male raised by a female, you can't help but have female ten tendencies in you hmm. because you're being raised by a female. You know what I'm saying? So you're going to have some certain type of female tendencies because the female's tendencies are going to, you're going to adopt them not knowing you're adopting them. That's you know real. what I'm saying? That's real. So when you grow up that way, you're more of an emotional person, more than an erratic person, like a male. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, um, my thing today is to help the youth to be that big brother or uncle or whatever that they can say, you know what? I'm feeling this type of way. I need to holler at Cat, man. No lie, on our way here. No lie, on our way here. Somebody had a crisis in their job, and they called me. Wow. Because they know I know the law. So I helped them out, and they was thankful. And it ain't the first time. It's a couple of times that I've done this since I've been home, help people because I'm I'm trained in the law. So do you do that just just like off the books on your own? Like this is like it's like a it's more it's more like free versus you having like a certain business or anything like that. It's just like they they can just call you or Instagram you or something if they need advice and talk to you, and you open for that. Yeah, that's how that's how I've been doing it. You know, I've been doing it like that exactly how you said. I you know they call. Or they hit my DM and they'll say, yo, I have this situation. And I'll be like, all right, this is what you need to do. Mm. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, no, I'm not a lawyer. Um, but I'll tell you one thing. Representing myself, I saw that a lot of lawyers ain't lawyers. They know the law. Mm. But they're afraid to implement it. Because what happens in the system is that a lawyer gets 1800 per case. If he gets 10 cases and it's 1800 per case... And he gets seven or eight of them to cop out. He only got to take two to trial. So that's, that's less money he got to spend and there's more money he's going to gain. And by him having all those convictions or for pleas, the conviction rate for the, for, the, for the jurisdiction is high. Why are you thinking the Fed? They say the conviction rate is 97, 98%. Mm. 
Everybody's copping out because what are the lawyers telling you? They're telling you, this is the feds, you ain't got no win, blah, 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 blah. And unless you that person, like, yo, I'm trying to hear that. I'm not, you know what, you, like me, I had to fire seven lawyers. Wow. Before I represented myself. And then I had to go through a California was Ferretta hearing to see if I could represent myself. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it comes down to the point where they look at you from what you are. So what I want to show the youth nowadays is that you don't have to fear prison. You know, and this, I don't know if you saw, but lately I've been going at that Tales from the Pen dude about that. Mm. Because I feel that his method is, um, Ancient. You know what I'm saying? If I sit here on this couch and I talk about, for example, Mother Deer. Mother Deer don't is dead. If I sit here and talk about Pissy Black, Pissy Black is dead. If I, if I start talking about booty bandits, booty bandits only attack those who are scared of them. If you ain't scared of them, they ain't coming at you. So why would you teach somebody to be scared of these people? You, you, you're prepping them for failure. That's why I don't believe in the fear tactic. You know what I'm saying? What do kids say nowadays? I ain't afraid of no ghosts. So if you're telling them you got to watch out for Debo, right? All right. You tell them, yo, there's Debo's in the world. Okay. One day he's going to sit down and watch Friday and saw how Ice Cube beat up Debo, and he's gonna say, "Man, I ain't afraid of Debo. I'm, I could take Debo." Right. Right. So when you install fear, you only you when you install fear, you only open the can for curiosity. Right. And when you open the can for curiosity, what happens when you succeed? Now you get that fever, like a boxer does. You get your first win, now you want to knock anything. Mike Tyson mm -hmm. got his first win. He want to knock everything out. What did he say? I'm the baddest man on the planet. Mm -hmm. That's what he said, right? Until Lennox Lewis washed him up. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Well, it was Buster Douglas first. Yeah, Buster Douglas was, yeah. But Lennox Lewis gave him the ass whooping of his life, though. Hands down, Lennox Lewis beat the crap out of Mike Tyson. And that's my boy. Shout out Tyson. Shout out Brownsville. <laughs> but, you know, that's what I'm trying to say. That's why I don't, when I, when I show things to the youth, when they, they try to say that we're bad because we're stand-up jail dudes. Mm. Right? And what I tell them is this. What does it take to be a, a stand-up jail dude? You ever ask yourself that question? What does it take to be a stand-up jail dude? It means that you're not going there with no fear. You're going there to protect yourself against the things that are oppressive towards you. You know what I'm saying? That's what that means. So when you're a stand-up dude in jail, it's because you're a dude that got heart, a dude that will defend yourself against any type of oppression, and a dude that will go full-fledged forward for what he believes. Mm. If you have fear, there's two things that's going to happen to you. You're going to get killed or you're just going to give it up. And when I say give it up... Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, pause, a, pause. 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 <laughs> so, <laughs> because you gotta, there's no more taking it. Yeah. 
See, a lot of people get it. You, I can't come here and speak on the microphone and say, yeah, man, you got people like Pissy Black and Mother Dear, man, they taking it. It's not true. It's 2019. We're going to 2020. Mm -hmm. They giving it up. Mm. It's the difference. Back then, they weren't giving it up. They were taking it. Nowadays, you, they ain't taking nothing. But those people don't exist no more because what happens is that if someone comes at you in that form of manner, once you pull out that hammer, that's a wrap. They run it. Because it's a fear mechanism. Mm -hmm. So you, when you expose their strategic endeavor, they have no more and they out of there. So you're doing that now. Also, you on YouTube as well? Yeah, I'm on YouTube. YouTube page. Yeah, YouTube. I'm trying to promote my music. Um... As we were talking before, I'm trying to get into beats too, but okay, you know, I got I got some I got some music coming out. You know, what I'm saying definitely I got some some bangers. Definitely I got some bangers coming out. Um, I just got to get into the studio. I was talking with Flip about that. Mm -hmm. I got to get in the studio and finish. You know, one thing I didn't do was finish. I got music on SoundCloud right now, but that's old stuff. I got some some things that I wrote. Even some things that I wrote while I wrote a thing about um, called getting money on the internet. Mm. You know what I'm saying it's one of my favorite songs. Everybody loves when I play it. <laughs> they love when I play it on the um on the live. On the live, yeah. A lot of times I do it at the end of the live or in the beginning of the live. You know, I got this thing where I write music. I write. I wrote maybe five Manila envelopes of music, mm. but I haven't been able to put it on wax because the timing. But um, like that one, we're getting bread on the internet, and. When I was doing the video, I was thinking about Queen's Flip because I was like, I wonder if Queen's Flip going to see this, the video, and be like, hold up, who cat talking about? Because <laughs> the way it was, the way I wrote the song was there was this one dude, he was a mass manipulator, and then he had dudes going against each other, mm. and they was best friends, and they was going against each other. That's why I said he getting bread on the internet, Talking this and that, is he telling lies or he's spitting facts? Can we hear like a, a, a eight bars or something? What's up, man? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, it's, it's like this. It goes, they making bread on the internet, talking this and that. Is he spitting lies or he's spitting facts? Where these dudes be coming from? I don't know. But if you want to see a G, I'm the one to show him. Man, listen, this ain't a game. One shot to the brain, I'm a lay a lane. I'm going to tell this shit from my perspective. To put his brains on the sidewalk is my perspective. Mm. And then, um, and he goes, um, <laughs> be quiet, stop lying. Before I make your mama cry when your head flying. They call me Harry who? Because I like to creep. I put it right between your eyes from across the street. So what I was doing, I was, it was <laughs> a dude that was behind the scenes watching everything happening. And he was like a sniper. And he was watching the dude that was instigating everything. And he had two best friends go, and one best friend killed the other one. And in the end, he was just thinking about his money and all that other stuff. Mm. And the reason I wrote that was because nothing to do with Queen's Flip at all. It has to sure. do. It, nah, hell no. I Remember, I I was a marketing manager. If I hear a song about some, some studio or something, you don't know. This is why. Hey, yo, but this is why. This is why, yeah, it's good you said that. This is why I'm reiterating it now. I get you, I get you. <laughs> I was a marketing manager 
for two marketing companies for um global and for uh midtown promotions so i saw how grimy marketing was mm-hmm. marketing was the most grimiest business i ever been in it you lied to your customers you lied to the people that you supposedly wanted them to come up but you didn't really want them to come up. You just want them to make enough revenue because you get paid over everything that they do. So when I wrote the song, I was writing it in pretense of that, of my marketing experience. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I just put the internet version on there because now marketing is what? It's on the internet. That's facts. You see what I'm saying? But if you look at the song and the way it looked like, they'll be like, yo, I think Cat told about Flip. <laughs> Oh, I he think Cat talking about frauds. He's shooting, she's shooting shots. Yeah. Oh, I'm talking about my marketing experience because when I was in marketing, I saw how grimy and foul people are. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Marketing, they have what's called a pyramid stru- structure. Mm-hmm. I know what that is. So the pyramid structure is I'm the team leader or the manager, and every time somebody down the pyramid makes a sale or gets an app signed, Whatever they get, I get a percentage of from what they get, plus whatever I do it, I get a big slump sum also. So that's why I wrote the song, and I just made it with the internet, because you got so much trolls. And the trolls, they go on the internet, and a lot of these trolls be successful. They know how to instigate stuff Mm -hmm. to the point where you start arguing with your own homie. You start questioning your own homie because the troll went in there, uh, for example, the other day a troll goes in there and says, um, what he said? He said he has two cases of child support. Right? Now I'm laughing because I'm like, what is dude child support? What is he talking about? How he know how who told him I have two kids? <laughs> <laughs> but they would do that because other people would jump on it and then it becomes a topic, although it's all been alive from the get-go. Let me ask you a question. <clears throat> You you live upstate, or you 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 don't mind saying that, right? No, I live upstate. Yeah, yeah. upstate. And I heard you know um, that you up there causing havoc. Is everything all right up there? You had you know you 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 met a young you met a young lady. Is <laughs> this true? Is this you know you met He's a young lady? I, I don't really want to. I don't really want to say your business. You can say your flip. Like let's move on. I don't really want to say your business. Okay. I heard you met a young lady. I don't know if you met on Instagram. I don't know where you met at, but you 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 went there and locked shit, locked stuff down. Um, how is that going? Because uh, you know what's what's going on up there, Wildcat. That's what I worry. I, I for real, because you know I, I get worried about you. I don't know if KK ever tell you this, and you know if he, he gonna see this, he'll tell you. Maybe he, you know, you know I get worried about you because you know you gotta um you gotta you gotta even though I'm worrying about you because I see something different and feeling uncomfortable to me is two different things. But I get worried about you like when you on the ups and ups, and I feel like. You know your back is against the wall. It kind of worries me because it's like you know you're not catching a break, in my opinion. So like if I hear something, it's like damn man, why can't you know man man? I, I hope because it was alive when you was in the forest one time and all that you know. <laughs> and I call KK about that. So I want to know what's going on with that, and have you fixed that situation? Is that why you had a fight? Was it one of the people's? Like what's up, man? Um, okay, so I went up there. I met someone, mm-hmm. and uh, me and that person, you know, we in love or whatever. We, okay, you know what I'm saying? That's 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 
it's my road that's my road dog right there that's my baby respect um so what happened was um you know i'm a different type of breed of person than mm -hmm. what they used to up there and being that i'm a different type of person than what they used to up there i guess some people were uncomfortable with it um even 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 those in the circle was uncomfortable with it because they were saying like yo you know what I'm saying? You went up there. You should stay down here. You shouldn't be up there. A lot of people didn't agree with me going up there. Understood. You know, they felt I should stay down here because I got so much down here. So much people love me down here. I got everything down here that I need. I don't need nothing down here. You know, this, that, and the third. I chose to go up there because, I yes, I did meet someone on I met someone on Instagram um, who was following me, who saw me on this show. On Queen's Flip show, and you know, um, flip the script, yeah, flip, flip the script, and you know, we met and um, we got tight, and it just so happens that the person is just like me. Okay, mm. it's the female version. Mm. Bonnie so, Clyde. Yeah, like Bonnie. Yeah, and they, somebody we just put that up too. Me and her is Bonnie and Clyde. I think it was Miss Playful. <laughs> um, <laughs> and <laughs> and yeah, so. Um, you know, we had, we had our disagreements and our disagreements, you know, our disagreements were disagreements that got crazy, but it, it, it always was to the point where at the end of the day, she always had my back. Mm. You know what I'm saying? She didn't, she didn't, um, betray me, you know, and, and you got, and, and, and me, me as a person. And Flip said it before, and he said he worry about it. And you know, it ain't only you. My grandmother was like that, rest in peace. My mom's is like that now. You know, a lot of people worry about me. You know, Christmas, my Christmas was terrible. I had the most terrible Christmas anybody could have. Was it a fight over her? It, it, it was kind of a fight over her, yeah. Um, you know, out there, they don't really like New York dudes um, like that. You know, they think we go up there, we ruin up their structure. You know, they always blame New York dudes for everything. And, you know, there's situations where, you know, tensions get high. And, you know, I had to deal with a situation over the over the weekend. Mm -hmm. And I probably could have handled it better because my intentions is, like, for example, I'm going to give this an example because I don't want to be so specific so they don't be like, oh, well, you put myself out there. Respect. But, for example... I give you $125, mm -hmm. right? I say, Flip, I'm going to give this to you, but I need this back. Understood. You tell me, yo, cat, I'm going to give you the buck 25 back in a week. Right? Here we go with the word thing. Mm -hmm. All right, fine. I'm not even thinking about it. Next thing you know, it was a week, and I call, and I'm getting a, a, a certain type of attitude. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be like, hold up, bro. And because in back of my mind, you know what I'm about to do? I'm about to say, yeah. when he gives it to me, Merry Christmas, man. Buy your kids something good. Don't worry about it. Mm. But he came at me on some different type of time. Now it's different now. So now it's different because I'm like, yo, hold up, bro. Listen, listen, listen. Now, I, now I'm blanking out. And... Things got crazy, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, I got a little scratch, and you got a dude who got knocked out or whatever. But my thing is, 
my intentions was actually to g- give it back. I see what you're saying. Depending but on the approach of the situation. The approach of the situation was so significant in the situation. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, oh, sorry, for him, yeah. my, my, um, you know, my girl was mad too, you know what I'm saying? And, um, she got mad at me because I didn't handle the situation right. Better. I should have handled it better. And we got into it too. And, um, you know, so I decided to, you know, just move out the way for a little bit. Because when you do something wrong, what you're supposed to do is time yourself out. Mm. Think about what you did and then go back and be like, yo, my bad. Because at the end of the day, she still got my side. She just doesn't agree with the way I handled the How situation. You handled it, yeah. She didn't think it sh- I should have went to force and messed my hands up and get scratches on my face and all that. You know what I mean? So she right there. You know what I'm saying? But sometimes you feel a certain way and you're trying to express it and you just don't know how. And that makes you more frustrated because you've never been an emotional person. And when I say emotional person, to me, emotions is sadness or happiness. Mm -hmm. I don't believe anger is an emotion. I believe anger is more premeditated because when you're in an emotion, it's not premeditated. It's your feelings taking over your thoughts. So if you're angry, it could be your feelings taking over your thoughts, but you're premeditating things because of the, your feelings. Mm-hmm. If you're emotionally distraught, like, for example, when, when that thing happened with Juice World, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, he been telling y'all that he's going through, sh- through stuff. Y'all ain't wasn't listening. Mm-hmm. Y'all was just grooving to his music. He been telling y'all he's going to be popping mollies, he's going to be popping all these pills. That's his... People, um, his girls talking to him when he's in the Matrix. I listen to all his. He was telling people that. But could he have been able to tell that to a person straight up? Maybe not. So he told it in his music. And I think I got that same problem sometimes where I'm not able to express myself because I feel that if I express myself in an emotional way, I feel like it's a weakness or I feel like you're lowering your standards. And maybe that's the wrong way of thinking. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you got to be more open-minded and express yourself without thinking that the next person is thinking you as a punk or that you're you're soft or they seeing your soft side. Because we're so militant-minded and we've been so militant-minded for so long that we don't want to let nobody see nothing that they might miscomprehend as a weakness. You see what I'm saying? So we always tough about things. And me, I'm tough on myself about things. If I'm wrong about something, I'm tough on myself about it. You see what I'm saying? I curse myself out, and I ruin my own day Mm. because I know I was wrong, and now I just can't handle it. So I ruin my own day. I have a bad attitude. I don't want to eat. I'm taking everything, you know, to the wrong way. It's because I don't know how to handle the situation because I should be rationalizing, but I feel that my my look on rationalization is a weakness. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I've been through so much war. And when you're in war, you can't show no weakness. And then out here, it's not a physical world. It's a mental world. Before it was a physical world when we had the decepts and all that, and you going on the trains, getting physical, you got to pop off. You know, Now it's who can get over on who. 
we're different with a different we're dealing with a different type of world so i have to reinvent myself sometimes and make sure that i'm going in coherence with the time that i'm in and not where i was at a time you know what i'm saying so you know it's it was an unfortunate situation. Um, my Christmas went went down the drain, but I learned from it at least. You know what I mean? I learned from it to try to make me a better person because if you get into a situation and you refuse to learn from it, you refuse to grow. Amen. You know what I'm saying? And Amen. that you can't blame that on nobody. You can only blame that on yourself. You can't say it's this guy's fault, her fault. You got to say it's my fault. You know what I'm saying? And these are the things we think about later on. In the heat of the moment, we don't think about those things, and that's the things that we need to work on. At least I do. In the heat of the moment, I'm like, it's either this or that. Because that's all I know. You know what I'm saying? It's all I know. And being emotional is... I mean, I, I went to a couple of funerals. I went to my grandfather's funeral. You know what I'm saying? I went to my little man's funeral. I went to a couple of funerals, man, and I didn't cry at none of them. You know what I mean? I had showed no no emotion whatsoever. I'll just be there looking down at them like, damn, man. You know, and, and I go to myself and I say to myself, I'm like, yo, you, you got no emotion, bro. And then when I came out into society and you know, I'm getting into relationships, I'm starting to see that a lot of people are expecting more emotions from a male than I'm than I'm showing. Mm-hmm. And that's because I've been in the wars for so long that the only thing I know is, you know what I'm saying, either you good or you ain't. And if you ain't, I got to get you out of my space. If you good, I need to bond with you. You know what I'm saying? And some people have good and bad in them. So you can't take the bad and override the good. You can't take the good and override the bad. You got to be more analytical and be more patient. And that's the things that I've, I'm learning now. I have to be more patient and more, more thoughtful about things. I can't be spontaneous. Back then, you had to be spontaneous because your life is on the line. And when you're doing that repetitively, repetitively, rep- repetitively, when circumstances, situations come upon you, you only know one thing. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times, you know, it takes time to break out of that. It takes time to break out of that. And it takes a person that's patient to be patient with you to watch you break out of it. To be patient to show you how to break out of it. You know what I'm saying? And that's the reason why we be on these podcasts. You know what I'm saying? I don't ever make myself a perfect person. As you see right here, I'm showing you I'm not a perfect person. I'm showing you I'm a person that's trying to put the effort to make myself not a perfect person, but a genuine person from all perspectives, meaning that I can adhere to things that I don't want to, Mm -hmm. but on a respectful level. You see what I'm saying? So it, these are the things that you learn, man, that you don't get to learn when you're in that situation. When When you're in war, it's war. There's nothing you can do. You know what I'm saying? Nobody loves you. Nobody cares about you. You're in war. So the only thing you know is is, is either him or me. And it's definitely not going to be me. 
So it's definitely going to be him. And that's all you know. And you keep continuing that pattern until it becomes a norm. It becomes part of your characteristic. Then, when you're out here, you 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 got to learn that that is not part of your life no more. You got to put it back now. That's that's where the that's where the the, the competition comes at. Reforming yourself to adhere to the times of today. From what you were yesterday, hmm. because it's all that you know. You know what I'm saying. So, I'm I'm definitely working on me. You know what I'm saying. And while I work on me, I help those who need help. Because I got a lot of insight, you know what I'm saying? But one thing I will never do is try to put place fear on anyone. Fear is no good. Fear is a poison. It stagnates you from being successful, and it stagnates you from moving forward. Because, for example, the clown. People look... <laughs> Something I seen over there. <laughs> yo, Queen. Hey, yo, please look. He said, "What? Now the clown, right? The clown got makeup on. He got lipstick, got a nose, got the wig, and all that. So when the kid sees the clown, he gets scared of the clown because of the way the clown looks. But now, what happens when the clown blows the balloon? Gives the kid the balloon. Plays a little joke. The kid starts to laugh. True. Now he sees the clown from a different perspective. You see what I'm saying? Because the clown was patient enough to understand that the kid at first is going to be afraid of him, but you got to give him some time to understand that he doesn't need to be afraid because that's not what he's there for. You see what I'm saying? So that's what it boils down to to, to me when I'm trying to um, make myself a better person. Those are the things I think about. So you trying to be a clown? No, no, I ain't. <laughs> definitely not Hobie, nah, huh? Fuck fuck <laughs> you know, nah. my favorite movie was Killer Clowns back in the day. Uh. You shoot them in the nose, they blow up and shit. <laughs> but yeah, um, but that, yeah, that's basically it right there, man. Nah, this, this is dope, man. You know, we, we got we got to wrap things up. The, the time on the camera is uh, start, starting to shut down in a minute, so I, I don't want to uh, cut your interview off. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he, he, you know, he he has a lot. What I want to do is that I don't I don't want you to um. After we sign on, I want you to sit on the couch because I want to do something. Like, I'm going to put you on a timer for about like six minutes for Patreon. So just give, you know, just t talk about something that, you know, you never told nobody before, like an incident. So after we sign out, <clears throat> I'm going to do something else, you know, for Patreon, from exclusive footage that I put on my Patreon site, I mean, if you don't mind. Man, no right. But g g give us your social media and everything. Give us your YouTubes and all that. SoundCloud, you know, everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, everything. On SoundCloud, I'm on OG Wildcat. Um, my hit song is The Invasion. For those that don't know, there was a show out there called On um, Washington Heights back in like 2009 or eight, and it was a rapper on there that was trying to be a rapper, and I went at his body and I killed his career with that song called The Invasion. That's why I didn't have a Washington Heights show part two. Um, as far as YouTube, I got my channel on YouTube. You can turn it into Wildcat channel. Um, and on Instagram, I got um, Wildcat555. That's my Instagram. Um, I don't know why you have that. I don't know why you just don't change it to OG Wildcat. I, Wildcat555, it makes people so hard. Why would people correlate <laughs> Wildcat555? I don't get it. I mean, because you know what? OG, right? Yeah, I'm an OG, but I ain't old. Hmm. 
You know what I'm saying? So the way I look at it is like I keep the name Wildcat because until I'm like 50, 60 years old, then you, then then I could then yeah. I could start so saying. Sorry, guy. Then I could start using the even though I'm an OG. You're not old. I'm not old, so I, you know, that's why when there's older people, mm-hmm. and they got that title, I respect them for that. Thanks. You know what I'm saying? Because they at that age where they are OGs. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm an OG. Because I've been in this for a while and I put in a lot of work, but I'm not old, so you know I look at it from perspective. Why don't you put the real Wildcat? Put something because the five 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 just doesn't correlate. What does five 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 got to do anything? Five five five. I'm just being honest, like you know. Five five five. I mean, for those that know, five 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 was a very important code back then. That's the oh, reason. Oh, got it. Okay. So I ain't know that. Me, me. It has a meaning to it, that 555. Five, five. So that's me. the reason why I put that because that was like the first, first lingo we had. So I put it next to Wildcat so that they know <coughs> it's a day one person talking to you, not a person that's from like 2008, 2005. You're talking to a person that been there since 9, 4, Five, six, seven, or all the way up. Respect. Okay. Yeah, man. Um, really dope episode. Appreciate you coming up here. You know, sorry for the wait. You know what I'm saying? But everything, <laughs> nah. everything is good. Now. <laughs> hey, yo, listen, man. They say say the best for last. Look at that. Oh, we ended the year with a bang. <laughs> what he said? What he said? Say the best for last, yo. No, sure. He cool, man. <laughs> I like this guy. I always, I always liked him, man. You always said that. You shocked. Yeah, I always liked him. Like, wow, Walker said what? You were surprised. Yeah, I, I was. I was yeah, like, nah. G Money, I mean, my boy. Like, hey, you like, got a lot of love for you, man. So you know. Nah, I stay G Money live. Yeah. <laughs> nah, we I appreciate you, man. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Stay tuned in, man. Uh, subscribe, like, comment. You know, uh, at Queens Flip with a Z at DJ G Money one five six. Uh, at Flip the Script Pod. Shout out to today's sponsor. No sponsors today. Chill out. Got you. Ah, uh, shocked you. But shout out to Killer Kev the one time, man. You know. Yeah, you fool. Who fool? You fool. Who fool? We shout out, out Killer Kev. Shout out So B. <laughs> yeah. Shout out the whole squad, of course. Shout out CK. Shout out everybody, man. Salute. Salute. <clears throat> yeah, this Queen's Flip, man. URLTV.TV. Um, follow us. You know, Flip the Script Pod. Uh, salute the Wildcat for being here. Great interview. I like it. Um, remember, lock your doors. Close your windows. Close your blinds. Open your blinds. And if you see a nigga like Wildcat on your lawn, don't be afraid to use a firearm from Queen. <laughs> <laughs>